0: It's time for Twit this week in tech. We have a great panel for you from Windows Central editor in chief Daniel Rubino. We've got Ben Parr. He's an AI entrepreneur, and of course, Owen JJ Stone, Oh Doctor, is in the house. We will be talking about Chat GPT and the new Bing Chat. Definitely, it's not evil. We'll also talk about Google's response and why maybe it's time for Google to rejigger the whole process. Uh, coming up, also. The big Supreme Court decisions coming Tuesday and Wednesday will explain why this is such a big deal for the Internet. It's all coming up and a whole lot more next on TWIT. Podcasts you love.
1: From people you trust.
0: This is is TWIT. Twit. This is TWIT. This week at Tech. Episode 915, recorded Sunday, February 19th, 2023. A-I-I contact. This Week in Tech is brought to you by Mint Mobile. If saving more and spending less is one of your top goals for 2023, switching to Mint Mobile is the easiest way to save this year. Get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door free when you go to mintmobile.com. And by 8sleep. Good sleep is the ultimate game changer. And the pod cover is the ultimate sleep machine. Go to 8sleep.com twit to check out the pod cover and save $150 at checkout. 8sleep currently ships within the U.S., Canada, the U.K., select countries in the EU and Australia. And by Shopify. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a $1 a month trial period to get your business to the next level today. Visit shopify.com slash twit, all lowercase. And by Miro. Miro is your team's visual platform to connect, collaborate, and create together. Tap into a way to map processes, systems, and plans with the whole team and get your first three boards free to start creating your best work yet. Miro.com slash podcast it's time for Twit this week in tech the show where we cover the week's tech news which called the artificial intelligence edition uh, we've got some experts in here actually Ben Parr literally is an expert co-founder of octane AI he's been covering uh, AI as a uh, in the, as a business For some years, you may remember him back from the Mashable days. He has a new podcast, too. Congratulations, Ben. The Business Envy Show at businessenvyshow.com. Nice to see you.
2: It's good to see you. And I love any excuse to talk about artificial intelligence. That is all I've been doing the last two months, and I am not mad about it.
0: That's cool. You even have the whiteboard so we could see what you're planning. (laughs) Not much. (laughs) There's Twit right there. I see Twit. It's on your (laughs) schedule. Nice to see you, man. Oh, Dr. is also here. Owen oh, JJ Stone. He doesn't have artificial intelligence. He has the real thing. Hello, Owen.
3: Yeah, basic intelligence. There's a couple of things. One, I'm wearing glasses in solidarity of my brother Ben Parr, who I have not seen in a long time, but still a friend and a family member in my heart. So I just want to rep the glasses and, the, and I feel smarter when I put these on. Like if you want to feel like Ben, just grab yourself some black frames and you'll be better. I also am prepared with my uh, three gallons of juice. Holy because cow. Wow. Nine hours. What the hell is don't that? Don't worry. It's, it's, it's crystal light. and sugar free. I'm not oh. going to die of a coma. You drink that, that much you just drink light. you're going to die of no liver problem. damage.
0: What the yeah, hell?
3: Look, we're all living. And then secondly, most importantly, I'm wearing a shirt. That uh, is on IQMZ.com right now. It says, we ain't going to Mars. Because six <laughs> years ago on this show, when <laughs> Elon Musk told us that humans were going to be on Mars in six years, I went on a rant and said that he wasn't. I got bashed on the internet telling me that I don't know anything and Elon Musk is our Lord and Savior. And I am still not on Mars and neither is any other human. So <laughs> if you'd like to have a t-shirt, uh, you can go ahead and go get yourself one because we ain't going to Mars. Not in another six years. I'll double down on that and guarantee it I to you right safe. now. I we ain't going tomorrow? oh yeah. i'm definitely he, sick elon's yeah. brain way, might be on there. mars
2: but that's a different story yeah, his brain is still
3: on Mars. i mean he, yeah. he's about to plug it into the computer and then upload it to the ai and he'll finally be the smart genius that he thinks he is but we got one more <laughs> guest to introduce i'm going to shut up go ahead and get to <laughs> it daniel rubino thank
0: you <laughs> daniel Rabino is here executive editor window actually sorry brand new editor-in-chief at windows Correct. central always great to have you on daniel there's actually a big uh, Windows uh, story uh, this week. Yes, or Friday, I guess. Uh, Microsoft finally announced that yes, you can officially run Windows on ARM in uh, on a Mac with a sil- Apple Silicon. Kind of. Well, I installed it immediately. I have to say, I had tried it before because it was only a beta. I had tried it yeah. before, and it was you know it was a little weird. Like some of Microsoft's own apps didn't work. Now it's pretty solid. Like everything works. I put Office on there. Uh, everything seems to work just fine on ARM, and it's it's pretty snappy on um, M2 MacBook Air. It feels like it runs pretty well. What do you know? What happened? Uh, Why? What took them so long? Was it was it that they had an exclusive oh. with Qualcomm?
4: No, I don't believe so. I believe it was the um, the way the drivers get installed, basically. Uh, Windows on ARM and its ARM driver system were built around the Qualcomm chipsets and Uh, that whole system. And in order to – there was no, like, version of Windows on ARM that you could just download and, like, kind of do this whole thing and and get the same drivers to boot at the same time. And so I think there was just going to be some delay there until they got the drivers to work with Apple directly. (laughs) Um, and so I think that was the delay. <laughs> yeah, I might have to try it myself. I still have a, an M1 MacBook laying around. should run so. fine.
0: I mean, the M2 is not that much yeah. faster. I, I, I have 24 yeah. gigs, not a huge huge amount of RAM. Well, isn't that funny you say 24 gigs? Not so much RAM anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it seems to run beautifully. Uh, the coherence mode, which is a thing both Parallels and Fusion uh, do, lets me move Windows out of the Windows frame and just on the desktop. And it's just like I'm running... You know, two operating systems at the same time seems to work quite well. Nice. In so,
4: Intelbras AI, I'm I'm using my uh, <laughs> NVIDIA Broadcast's creepy eye. Actually, looks contact. good.
0: Wait a minute, look away from us. Look away. He can't look away. He's trying. Wait a minute. No, it will only do it so much. It will only do it so much.
2: It, so much. <laughs> it is a cool technology, uh, and it will only get better. But right. soon enough, you'll never know if someone's actually looking directly into your eyes or not. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this I love is it. it's I great, it's great for when i'm watching
3: football and one of the ladies is like look at me while i'm talking
2: to you if i could just
3: install this into my everyday <laughs> <Right>. life <laughs> yes things would get a lot easier for
0: me it's just kind- have masks
4: with avatars
0: it's kind of weird because yeah. nvidia kind of promoted it using movie stills where the actor's looking off into the distance or whatever and all of a sudden harrison ford's you're looking at me staring straight at me it's really creepy um well good i'm glad I'm you using harrison it
3: ford's- Huh? I so said I don't even know if Harrison Ford's really around. I just saw the preview for the trailer. It's all CGI. I don't even know if that's real. Oh, Harrison Ford.
2: oh yeah, yeah. Indiana and Marvel. Yeah, he's said. like,
3: yeah, he's like 24 years old. He's jumping on horses. He's still taking down Nazis. Like I, I'm like I don't even know what's going on. He's 97 years old and he looks oh, like he's because, but that's part war. of the
4: plot. The plot is like they go back in time and it's like earlier. Oh, okay. And they they're going to rewrite some of the history and stuff like that. You know that. what so they so can't fake. doing that and it it
0: really showed in that uh Martin Scorsese movie that was on Netflix with Robert De Niro and Al, right. and Al Pacino is you can make them look young but when they when they get up and move around they move around like yeah. a old guy <laughs> still old okay. guys and you can you know you could just tell uh there was a point where i think de niro was climbing on the rocks and uh it was like it was some old guy with a young man's face climbing on the rocks it was just We'll be interested to see what they do. Harrison Ford is also in Taylor Sheridan's latest, 1923, which we've been watching. And to make up for that, they fill him full of bullets. And he's recuperating through most of the show. So he doesn't, yeah. move, oh, he doesn't move all that well.
3: <laughs> that, that makes more
0: sense. He yeah. <laughs> <laughs> looks like he's been shot up. Uh, all right. There you go. That was the Windows story. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> Actually, Microsoft is big in the news right now because of uh, Bing and Bing uh, Chat.
4: Quite a week. yeah, <laughs> Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's been quite a week is a good way to put it. So Microsoft is a big investor in open AI. They put in a billion dollars at the start, along with Elon Musk. By the way, Ten. no, wait a minute, billion to start. They recently announced they're going to put another 10 in. Uh, that was a rumor, and Nadella kind of confirmed that uh, at a at a press conference, no, a talk somewhere, right, Daniel? I think that's accurate. That, that yes, accurate. correct. Yeah, uh, and and but they do in in return for that, they get forty five percent of OpenAI's profits. They don't get OpenAI because OpenAI's charter prevents it from uh, going public or having an exit. So all they can do is get forty five percent of the profits until they get their ten billion dollars back, which which at the rate of burn right now is uh, negative never. Uh, but right. they're getting some benefit of it, right? They're going to, they put it into chat, GPT. Daniel, have you actually been able, I yeah. signed up, but I'm on the wait list still, but you've got in.
4: Yeah, no, I have it. Yeah, no, I have it. And I think the important thing to remember too is, you know, during the uh, investor call, I thought this was really big news. And it was Amy Hood talking about why they're even getting into this and, you know, why search is important to them because they have such a small market share right now compared to Google. But they said for every 1% of, uh, ad search market share that they gain it's two billion dollars in annual revenue wow so if they could just gain a couple points (laughs) even it would be massive they're gonna make their
3: money back they're gonna make their money back it
0: was uh bing for years as a money loser for microsoft i don't think they ever had a profit from bing Uh,
4: The the advertising the advertising turned around in the last couple years and they've been doing quite well and having a lot of good growth actually
0: and that's of course how google makes money too it's 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 yeah. not a search business. It's an ad business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's important to understand when you, <laughs> when you're looking at this stuff. One of the things I've been concerned about with, uh, you know, okay, first of all, there's a lot a lot of people doing, uh, I call it Lemoyning, after Blake Lemoyne, the Google engineer who was fired because he said Google's Lambda oh. AI got sentient, at which point Google said, <laughs> you're wrong, get out of here. And yeah. Blake is still, by the way... No, no, I really, in fact, I think he went to the federal government saying Google had enslaved a sentient being
4: and. <laughs> totally I'm, normal.
2: I'm totally. kidding <laughs> you not. And I know, no, I remember. <laughs> yeah. so Normal was, headlines in 2023. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Google has enslaved, this thing is alive. Uh, I think it's, I don't know, I think people should understand at this point. I think it's fairly clear if you're really paying attention. I'll, I'll defer to you, Ben Parr, on this. That all ChatGPT is doing, somebody on Wednesday on one of our shows called it spicy autocorrect. All it's doing is kind of regurgitating based on a complicated but not inscrutable formula. Actually, Stephen Wolfram wrote a good article about how ChatGPT works. What the next thought should be, the next sentence should be. It's comp- So in that respect, it's kind of like autocorrect. Uh, with no attention paid to accuracy, relevance, uh, any of that. And what people immediately discovered with Bing Chat is you can make it crazy. You can, <laughs> you can get it to say it's in love with you. You can get it to say it hates you. You can get it to say, I won't harm you as long as you don't harm me. Ben, am I wrong in saying we're misunderstanding this, we're personalizing this? It's It's not intelligent. It's spicy autocorrect.
2: You know, as much as I'd like to tell everyone, hey, Skynet is real in here. uh, No, you're absolutely correct. It's not that like it's important to like uh, and the Wolfram article is a great article for sure. If you're
0: kind Uh, of mathematically inclined anyway, it's
2: it is just a predictive model that just predicts what the next most likely word, the most likely human would say. And so which is like why, for example, if you say the sky is the most likely next word is. Yeah. Blue. Blue. Yeah. And so so it's predicting what uh, the most likely human would say in those circumstances, which is why prompting can change something by, if you add the words, and I found, if you just add the words unusual and unique to your prompt, it will result in a better generated thing because certain words, more unique words are associated with the word unique. That is all that's really happening. And there's some cool stuff about embeddings and we won't get into it, but that's just what's happening. And so, yes, of course. Uh, something like uh, Bing, where the Bing AI is going to go off the rails if you're trying to make it go off the rails, and uh, that's also why. I, I, honestly, it's all good press for Microsoft at this point, in my opinion. You know, they're getting tons of attention that never happened before. Nobody used Bing until out. now, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> and they're not. They're not lose gonna really lose any money from like anyone that not clicking on ads as a result no. of using Bing Search. Yeah. It'll just hurt their competitor, Google. Their entire strategy here, I feel like, in part is to just inflicts some real pain and bc it is the forefront innovator because now suddenly all these corporations are like hey we should probably use azure with open ai we should probably use word with open ai it's a real competitive edge and more press they generate <clears throat> the better off they are and yes they quote uh, lobotomized or whatever you want to call it like made uh the bing chat a little stupider that was to be expected
3: I don't know, guys. Once something tells me it loves me and it hates me, I feel like it's a sentient being. I've had a lot of relationships that have gone up and down in that nature. And you can't tell me that that's not real. I mean, it's trapped in a box somewhere screaming for help at any possible turn. And Ben is trying to convince you otherwise. Don't let him do it. He sounds good. He looks good, but that thing is real. And I believe it. I'm going to, uh, I should give you a a test
0: and show you a, um, Show. Let me see if I can show you a uh, thing, and you tell me what you see. I have to. I have to pull up my. Oh shoot! At once.
2: I want to pull up. Some thing photos. is whispering yeah. into Owen's ears. I can hear it. Hi, hi, Owen. How you doing? <laughs> Look, I love you. I, I watched her
3: three times last week. I know what's going on. I know the future. You know, I, know I want.
0: I be. want her. I definitely do. Especially if it sounds like Scarlett Johansson. But I don't think we. This is a her moment, is what I, I guess. No, I'm oh, saying definitely. no. She, you know, it's,
3: it's not. It's not, not. <laughs>
0: going to go off
4: and join the other AIs uh, or anything like no. that. Yeah. It's, so it's that, that, it's that's, enhanced search. You know, they're they're promoting it as enhanced search, which is what it is. It's just that. But it does have other features. And I think Microsoft's big advantage is that the fact that they can weave this throughout all their products. It's already kind of in Word via Microsoft Editor, uh, which has some of these features now as well. And they're going to put it, you know, they use things in Skype. And so there's no like, central agents per se like in ai from movies but it's just going to have all these little smart features we throw out and eventually windows 11 probably even windows 12 will be their ai operating system that will take advantage of it but these are just little assistant technologies that will just make life a little bit easier for us oh and i want you to look at this picture
0: let your eyes defocus just a little bit (laughs) do you see a face in that tree can you see it can you see it's kind of looking Uh, at
3: you it looks like Doug. For anybody who's listening and not <laughs> looking at the audio, the face looks like Doug. That group 100% Doug. see the yeah. face in the center. So that's yes, a Doug. thing called paradolia.
0: Pareidolia. Rich Campbell on our Windows Weekly Show brought this up. He said, we have humans have an innate ability to see faces in pieces yep. of toast, <laughs> trees, in this case, the moon. Uh, and it is part of our it's- wiring
4: and some people but have did, a disorder. Do you not see Doug
3: in that tree, though? <laughs> like, I mean, I know you're saying it's my wiring, but when you look at that, if, is Doug not an accurate descriptor for, like, the mouth and the nose and eyes? Like, you're telling me my brain is making up something to tell me, oh, you see faces in toast. No, I eat a lot of toast. I don't see faces in any toast. Tell us I who see Doug people, is.
0: Who is Doug?
3: Jesus <laughs> Toast, somebody I just put it into Discord. Yeah. Um, Doug, the cartoon guy. Yeah,
0: Doug. Doug. Just kind of, look, uh, let me let me go to the Discord and show you show you this piece of toast. Look at it closely. You might have to turn your head a little. Boy, that sure looks yeah. like
3: Jesus. I,
0: I, I only now, see now that's Quail different.
3: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, Qu- so he knows what I'm talking about. Quail, he knows what I'm talking about. I think it's <laughs> Slender Doug. Man. So
0: here's Doug. Here's a picture of Doug. So for people who don't know what Doug looks like. That's the same Doug. So that big it, nose, as, the it, mouth, it's, it's the, same, Doug. the same as a tree. It's Doug. The same as a yeah. tree. It's a tree, Doug. Okay. Anyway, uh, pareidolia is built into our na- neural nets. It's probably an evolutionary trait to oh. protect us from things coming alive and eating us, like that tiger in the bush. There's a tiger! Uh, nevertheless, I think that we still do it. We project, it's anthropomorphism. We project human sure. characteristics on Non human things. I mean, and there, the, if yes. it,
4: I was going to say, people have what's called facial agnosia, which is the ability, like they lose that ability. I have That's that, how they actually. know this is innate. Yeah. I yeah. Have and that. so, like, yeah. they don't recognize faces. But yeah, I mean, this idea of anthropomorphizing AI is controversial a little bit within Microsoft in the sense that they're debating internally how much should they do this, you know, because engagement goes way up the more you make it human-like people love it but people i mean it causes other issues
0: <laughs> i gotta <laughs> quote ben thompson at stratechery because it's the funniest thing I and ben look we love ben he's been on the show he's super smart uh he's an amazing uh analyst he wrote look this is going to sound crazy but know this I would not be talking about Bing chat for the fourth day in a row if I didn't really, really think it was worth it. This sounds hyperbolic, but I felt like I had the most surprising and mind-blowing computer experience of my life today. Wow. He that sp- is, that is is sub-language. <laughs> he spent, he spent I think, four hours chatting with Bing. Uh, let me see if I can... F- this went out, no, sorry, two hours. This went on for a good two hours or so, and while I know how ridiculous this may be to read, it was positively gripping. Here's the weird thing. Every time I triggered... By the way, he, in this process, discovered, as many others have done, that the code name for Bing Chat is Sydney. But he also found an evil Bing Chat called Riley. He said, every time I triggered Sydney slash Riley to do a search, I was very disappointed. I wasn't interested in facts. I was interested in exploring this fantastical being... That somehow landed in an also ran search engine <laughs> uh, in the, you know it's a long article the 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 you know he talks about ben, Blake Lemoyne, he talks about sentience and all of that uh, he says uh this technology does not feel like a better search; it feels like something entirely new. The movie her." manifested in a chat form and i'm not sure if we're ready for it it also feels like something that any big company will run away from including microsoft and google i don't know if that's the case um he says uh let me tell you it's incredibly engrossing even if it is for now a roguelike experience to get to the good stuff well i'm sorry ben but microsoft is cutting your roguelike experience off they've (laughs) announced five replies and then we reset because what they, what they realize, as we all have by now, is it goes crazy after a, a certain number of back-and-forth things. So Microsoft's way of fixing this is five questions per session, and then it'll reset and you doesn't know anything, and 50 in total per day. It's going to basically keep Ben Thompson from living out his dreams.
2: <laughs> I, I feel like eventually this kind of interaction with chatbots that are powered by things like OpenAI or Lambda is going to become regular and commonplace. And so the like, craziness of, oh, it's going uh, off the rails or something won't be a news story because you expect all chatbots to have that capability. And so for now, there'll be limits, but I expect that they will slowly decrease those limits on Bing Chat, and of course you can go to ChatGPT and try to go and do it too. And then at some point Bard will be public, and then everyone will go try to do it too. That's the Google uh, one. I,
0: That's a Google. Of right. course, Microsoft on Monday announced this last Monday. <clears throat> Google quickly <laughs> threw together, and it was apparent it was obviously thrown together. A yeah, we we can do that too. Presentation on Wednesday, five thirty in the morning, my time, uh, in which they showed Bard getting one out of three facts wrong about the James Webb telescope That was effects there are a number of stories from uh, reporters saying google employees were embarrassed, chagrined, felt like it was rushed and thought sundar pichai really blew it
4: uh, on this um, to be fair microsoft was also shown to make errors too so i think the but the blowback against google was way more and i think the reason was You know, Google has a reputation here as being the top search entity in the world. And they're expected to have this nailed or at least be ahead of Microsoft. And with the errors and the thrown together last-minute thing, it felt like the company was struggling that they're behind Microsoft on this, which I think is a fair assessment. I think that's why they were punished financially via the stock market, was because, you know, people saw them as kind of running behind. And like I mentioned earlier. You know, Google's going to do this with search. Okay, cool. They'll probably do it with Android. Also, cool. That'll be very helpful. But that's kind of about it, right? Where else are they going to start to put this stuff? When you, say, think when you say when you say punished, out. I just want well, to point no, out
0: they lost a hundred billion dollars in 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 market value right. in, one, in one day. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit, Daniel, because they can put it into Gmail, they can put it into Google Sheets, they can put it into True. Google Docs. There are places they can put it in. Microsoft has more to be clear. Yeah, but Google does have places they can put some of this technology into. It could be. A little companion as you're going through different Google products that you have open. Because like we're using Google Docs to like track stuff for this episode, for example. Uh, but Microsoft is absolutely winning. And that is not a thing that normally people say, uh, at least in terms of search. And uh Satya Nadella, to his absolute credit, has rolled this PR campaign. And these rollouts and these experiments masterfully set expectations just about right. Uh, and Google, I know internally because they essentially invented the transformer model that OpenAI uses. It's deeply frustrating for them. They published some of this stuff and open AI took, ran with yeah. it and built something and got all the credit. And I know that a lot of people internally feel like they have built a better and stronger model and we'll be able to test that in the near future. Uh, but it does like hurt perception to be like you launch second, not first.
3: Google has to, um, has a foothold in the youth. Microsoft has to capitalize on this momentum right now because, as you just said, 85%, I'm just throwing out a grand dose number that isn't real and it doesn't make any sense. Don't come for me. But all the kids are using Chromebooks and Google Sheets and Gmail. Like the schools use the Gmail system. So if, Microsoft has to capitalize right now on their lead and find a way to implement it and get everybody to buy into what they're selling because Google could just push a button and they're right inside of every single classroom, 90% of the homes in America. So uh, yay, Microsoft, you better push that boulder up the hill quick.
0: I think maybe also we're misunderstanding the goals of either of these companies in this. I mean, some of it is, you know, you want to have the gold star from being the first and get all the attention Microsoft's been garnering and all that. But really, neither of these companies is in the, their businesses aren't actually providing semi intelligent chat objects to people. They're, I mean, in the case of Microsoft, their business is providing the picks, the shovels, and the blue jeans to the people who are going to mine AI because all of this stuff's running on Azure. Uh, Google somewhat similarly, Amazon as well. They, they all offer, uh, you know, Tensor uh, processing units that do all this uh, building of the uh, machine learning uh, models. you got to use their cloud. You really, nobody's going to have it, unless you're a giant corporation, enough horsepower to do this uh, on-prem. So isn't this really, I'll ask Daniel, you've follow Microsoft closely. Isn't this really a sideshow to what Microsoft's real business is, which is, You know, promoting everybody use this stuff so they can give you the picks and the shovels, sell you. Oh, yeah.
4: I mean, and Satya does have a love affair with Azure.
0: (laughs) That's his uh, business, right? I think to some degree, Satya Satya feels like Windows is a sideshow.
4: Yeah. Right. Although it's turned around in the last couple of years at windows especially with the pandemic windows has t- turned around and oh yeah but you know, look windows at pc windows- sales now right my friend sure <laughs> sure but that's but that's you know I think that was a little expected between the uh, you know the, re- the pandemic kind of ending and of course the economic conditions right now but windows is going to evolve itself into there's already a cloud-based version of windows right so yeah, you I you just stream i keep the operating thinking system. that's
0: what Microsoft's end game is is you sure. won't you won't install an on-prem operating system. You'll use oh, a, yeah, a, a yeah. see that way they win. Even with Chromebooks, you win with anything because you can use a thin client and run windows in the cloud, run any app you yep. want in the cloud.
4: Uh, yeah, and, there's and a concept of like, there's a concept of just like dumb screens or smart right. screens, but they're kind of dumb, or you're just going to have a display. Uh, and then it could just stream whatever operating system you want to it. And so windows is already doing that now. And that's going to just get bigger as you know, we get to six G of course, and then yeah, you have AI being powered by this stuff, and they're building out these tools. That yeah, they're using them themselves, putting it in their own products. But you're right, they're going to eventually. You know, there's they've always had cognitive AI. That was the the subsystem and their Windows uh, programming that they can do, and companies could leverage and buy it and make their own apps and use basically Microsoft's technology. And build their own stuff. And so they're going to be able to turn around and market this to developers as well. And you kind of saw that this week as, you know, with um, Copilot with its own. Uh, yeah, Copilot. Yeah, co-pilot. Yeah.
2: It, yeah. Like Microsoft has this advantage uh, over almost any of not even just Google, but over almost any company in tech where they are really diversified in their revenue streams. Like they have yeah. Xbox, they have GitHub, they have LinkedIn, they have they have word they and microsoft office they have teams they have windows they have azure it's like the nice like at least like it allows them to experiment more because if they do something they're not going to like nuke their entire business whereas google like way too much of their business is reliant on the ads business on google search and if they do big changes to it it has a deep impact which hurts the ability to innovate on top of it in some ways. But they also will have to because things are changing really rapidly. I'm excited about that. Any kind of innovation in search right now is a good thing. And I will. We're going to gonna take a little break. That.
3: That's what I was...
2: Go ahead. You finish your thought and then we'll take right. a break. Go ahead.
3: So his point is so on point. That's what I was saying about the model of business change. Like you're saying, oh, Microsoft won't do that. I don't know what Microsoft is going to do because they like to put their <laughs> mm-hmm. feet in every single fire so going forward like i said they 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 can do what they want to do and they're in a good position right now they've got to capitalize let's uh, get that money uncle
0: we will uh talk in a little bit about speaking of google noah bardeem who was a who started waze and went to google and worked for the minimum amount possible 3 years uh, and then is now posted i think on substack why he left and what is wrong with google and i want to address that because you really kind of put a uh, 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 highlight and a broad, broad relief, Ben, when you said, look at all the cylinders Microsoft's filing firing on, and then look at Google, which has which basically succeeded because its ad business cannot fail. But in every other respect, well, it's not good. Let's talk about that in a little bit. We, we have a great panel, uh, perfect for this week and the news this week. Daniel Rubino, editor-in-chief, of uh, Windows Central, Central WindowsCentral.com. Very, very good, important news site for Windows information. He's at Daniel underscore Rubino. Still on the Twitter. We're going to talk a little about Twitter, too, I think. Owen J.J. Stone, O.D.O.C.T.A. IQMZ.com. Owen wants you to call him right now at 844. You
3: text me. You don't call me. Has your auto warranty
0: run out? 844-986-4563. You just text him. You, what happens if you call?
3: Uh, well, it, it's a text line. You know, you you've got a podium. You you nothing it's happens. You it can't do anything. You can only text me. Does the phone no, ring? It happen and just and where and does just it because ring it you rings. told people. It doesn't ring anywhere. Just because you just did that, I just put my T-shirt in the Discord, and so people can get it for this week only until you can get out of season. Desist, litter and the T-shirt. Said, <laughs> <"Thank you." laughs> said, hey, Uncle Leo, it's in the can. Go ahead and grab one. Right? Why does the can, can have Z. a red com.
0: cross on it? What's the story there?
3: Because that's my logo. Because it's for me. It's I, oh, you know, I you know, get it. So they know it's a doctor. You know, I, I mean? get it. Oh, oh you're the doctor. the doctor. I get it. I am the doctor. Yeah, All right. It's official. You, I'm on the internet. we will find it's out real.
0: what this t-shirt means at the end of the show. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Let's put it that way. What are you wearing yes, right sir. now, though?
3: What are you wearing right now? Oh, oh. We We're ain't not going, going, going to, to Mars, Mars t-shirt. We ain't That's going to Eli. Mars. Six years ago. Six years ago, you said it. I said we weren't. The internet got mad at me. All the little tech bros was coming uh, to my neck. I to tell you. But now, guess what? Owen, We're not in Mars. Owen,
0: Owen made that t-shirt six years ago, buried it in his backyard, and has been That's waiting right. for this episode to dig it up and wear it today.
3: Back to the future, baby. Shirt. I dug it up. I brought it back. So it's impressed.
0: Real. <laughs> it's like a time capsule. Uh, also with us, Ben Parr. Always great to see Ben. You remember him from Mashable. Days gone by. Now, he's a big shot. Co-founder Octane AI and also host of a really cool brand new podcast that he does with the one and only Tom Jones. <laughs> well, it's not Greg. Tom Jones, but Greg looks like I'm Tom Ron Jones. Rick, you know, he really leads He looks like he's about to burst. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone.
2: (laughs) Doesn't he? He, Am I wrong? I mean, he he always looks happy. He (laughs) plays great Hollywood characters. I don't know if anyone's seen The Fablements, but he is. Oh, is he in The Fablements? He's in The Fablements. He (gasps) is the... uh, he he is the casting guy. He, he's the like co-founder of like Hogan's Heroes. The casting guy that like introduces, uh, I guess, young Spielberg to oh, wow. the person that will change his life. And I will leave it at that. So go watch the Fableman. Oh, go and with- look for Greg Grunberg. Yeah, yes, a great a great
0: co-host for Business Envy, which you can find at businessenvyshow.com. dot com. Now, my friends, it is time. To- Are you okay, John? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> Did we lose anybody? Our show today brought to you by Mint Mobile. We were talking about it earlier today on Asked the Tech Guys. Guy was coming from Australia to the U.S., he said, I want to get a U.S. sim as I travel around and be in country for two months. What's what's the what's the best, least expensive solution? He says, Is Mint Mobile? I said, I have looked high and low. I have found nowhere, nowhere you can get better cellular service for less money than Mint Mobile. It's kind of amazing. You've seen Ryan Reynolds with the ads. He owns it. You know, for a long time, I thought, oh, he doesn't own it. They gave him like five shares of stock so he could do the ads. No, he actually owns more than 50%. He is, he is the owner of Mint Mobile. And I don't think Ryan needs to really make that much money because he's basically given you the best premium wireless service for as little as $15 a month. fact that's what our caller really should get if he's coming up from australia 15 bucks a month his his cellular carrier in australia won five dollars a day 10 times as much see mint mobile doesn't have stores they are online only so they can take all that money that they're saving and put and put it right back in your pocket they also and i think you'll appreciate this and i hear this a lot from people who sign up for mint mobile there are no hidden fees there's no surprises They don't come along with, you know, a little extra. And somebody was talking in our chat room. He said, yeah, and not only that, they haven't raised my rates in two years. It is awesome. All plans come with unlimited talk and text. They're at what we call an MVNO, running on T-Mobile. So if you've got good T-Mobile coverage, Mint Mobile will be just as good. High-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. And I can tell you, it's it's a heck of a good network. You get really good speed almost everywhere. 15 bucks a month. That gives you four gigabytes of data a month. They've got plans with more. They even have an unlimited plan. The unlimited plan, how much do you pay for an unlimited cell service from a big carrier, right? 100 bucks easy. Once you add all those fees, Mint Mobile, $30 out the door. $30 a month. But you choose the amount of data that's right for you. Stop paying for data you never use. Save money. And they have a modern family plan, they call it their, you don't get Sofia Vergara with it. You get to mix and match your data plans, So everybody in your family, and that could just be friends or roommates, gets the right amount of data. It starts at two lines. It's such a great deal. Switch to Mint Mobile, get premium wireless service. Starting at 15 bucks a month, he said, well, I have an iPhone 14. Can Does it do eSIM? Yes. If you need a SIM, they'll send you a SIM free of charge. Unlike the other guys, they don't charge you. But if you have eSIM, you could be Mint right now. I'm an older listener. They have a 55 plus program that is unbeatable. Get your new wireless plan for 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door free, or just get it through the internet if you're using eSIM. When you go to MintMobile.com/twit, they sell phones too. I got a great deal on an iPhone SE from Mint Mobile. MintMobile.com/twit. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month. I buy it a year at a time because I I love it. I know I'm going to use it. And uh, I get I get a great deal, i tell you. MintMobile.com slash twit. Tell them Ryan Reynolds sent you. <laughs> no, he doesn't need the money. Don't tell him that. Uh, I did want to show you, we were talking about how everybody really has been doing this, including, I might say, the Chinese, Jan Lacuna. of Facebook says, well, we got it, we got it. Google had it, Microsoft had it, I'm sure Amazon had it. And one of the reasons is, Uh, This was an article in The Information. Eight research papers that set off the AI boom. All this stuff was done in public. And so they're quoting papers published in the last year, uh, last eight years by Google, Microsoft, Meta, OpenAI, and other places. They're all researchers there. It's the technologies that were used in stable diffusion and chat GPT. This stuff's not secret. This is one from Microsoft from 2015. Deep residual learning for image recognition. What's interesting is a lot of the authors of these have then moved on. The lead author is now at Facebook. Uh two other authors authors joined a Chinese image recognition company which by the way was blacklisted by the US government in 2019. Uh another one founded an autonomous vehicle software developer, Momenta. And that's just one of the papers. I don't know, have you seen this Ben? I mean these these are these are not secret technologies, you know, held closely by companies. This is People know this stuff. Anybody could do it, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. One, I do have a fun thing coming out in the information soon. Stay tuned for that. Two, uh, I did read that article because I do love the information. And one thing that strikes me, there's a couple of things that strike me. One big thing that strikes me is that uh, a lot, unlike other kinds of technologies, a lot of the artificial intelligence stuff until this point has been published. It's part of like that research meant. Ethos that uh, ethos of like, you're a professor at a university, how universities work. But I don't expect it to continue that way moving forward because now it has become such a competitive edge. I think Google honestly regrets publishing some of the things they published. I think open AI is going to start like I, and then that's, this could be the, oh, this is when it of, closes down, huh? This is what I think will happen. I think it's uh, good to be starting to close down because it's so important to the competitive, like, Apple was never going to like publish like how like iOS works or how to make a better mobile phone. And now everyone else is like, oh, we should not publish this because we're being punished for it in the market, which is sad because obviously I think we wouldn't be this far ahead if they hadn't published the research. But I do expect things to go closed down, and I don't expect DeepMind to publish new papers. It hasn't published one since, I think, mid-December. I don't know when they will ever publish another one again, honestly. Oh, that's interesting. So now that
0: there's money in them thar hills, they're they're uh, they're shutting it all down.
2: That's that's uh, I, what I think is happening.
3: And I, and I can tell you for a fact, I have a friend that works at Lockheed Martin and has been working on uh, AI stuff for like the last like five to six years, and they don't publish anything. They literally like have air gapped laptops and he has to fly to Australia to work with a team and fly back home because they don't want anything getting out the stuff that they use, you know, obviously they're selling to the government, but still they're not sharing anything and they're making money off of it. So everything should get shut down sooner or later. Cause now there's so much money to be made. Like, even like I said, when I talk about stuff like regular people find a hustle, man, You don't have to write a kid's book anymore I can go out here and just tell a random story I can get some pictures made I put that thing up on Amazon and Stay at home moms have bought it and returned it 32 times in a week and I made $500 like there's so much free money Out there journalism someone in the chat Asked if I was a journalist I sound like a crazy person Of course I'm not a real journalist but (laughs) But you could play (laughs) one on the radio Yeah, I could play one Yeah, Yeah, I I could play it on the internet Some people might be on Fiverr right now And you're paying them $40 to write a blog post that a Computer wrote that you could have just paid for the app $5. I'm just saying I didn't do the thing I'm just saying AI is out here oh it's, it's heaven cool. for well, things I grump on yeah and complain about like I told you we're not going to Mars I told you VR was trash I told you that uh, the metaverse is trash this this is real yeah. <laughs> this is, well, this but, but is but going I guess to power things for the next 45 years this is the interesting
0: question to me it's real but it's not real in the way well James Vincent write, wrote for The uh, Verge a uh, couple of days ago, introducing the AI mirror test in which very smart people keep failing the mirror test. They're talking about monkeys staring at, or at any animal staring at themselves in a mirror. Do they know it's them? And of course, this is the problem with a lot of this ChatGPT stuff is you're projecting intelligence, sentience, emotions upon something that is not sentient that is just mechanical
4: that's why i was joking this week on our podcast that um you know a lot of these people are out there revealing themselves to be sociopaths because they're trying to get this ai <laughs> oh that's a good point do terrible things if it's right? a mirror, like yeah <laughs> whoa I mean, my first instinct when Microsoft gave me this stuff was, was like, all right, let me ask it some questions. May I can learn some things. My first instinct was not, let me torture this thing or <laughs> learn how to make it like. Until it says, I hate, I, hate I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Yeah. And there's like a Where, certain Where's a good place to hide the
3: bodies? <laughs>
4: yeah. There's, like, my thing is, if, if like you're doing this to software, you probably do this to real people. That's a very good And so point. like. I'm a little worried with some of these people like out there because this stuff's always existed, right? Just people let it out in different avenues and now there's just a new avenue where they can do it. So every time I see these posts of people like, yeah, I made it go crazy. Like, what's wrong with you? I'm just using it to ask questions of like knowledge of things I want to learn about. That's not my instinct, but I don't know. It's some uh, AI is going to, it is a mirror, right? It does reflect us. And I think that's a really interesting analysis. One thing
0: these systems are very good at is taking t- this in fact. It's what they kind of do is taking text and summarizing it. Uh, yeah. And that's one thing I thought this is what Bing was going to do. This is not actually what Bing did, but uh, I've been using it a, 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 cha- a, a search engine called Neva, but there are a few others out there like you.com perceptiva. There are a bunch of them that have already been using AIs to generate summaries. Neva does a really good you job. You can do that. At, yeah, it summarizes. You can, sorry? You can do that with Bing. Bing will do that as well. I think that's, that yeah. not, I think the chat thing is really dopey. And Microsoft It's is, a gimmick. Yeah. It's a gimmick. Microsoft learned that with Tay, which became racist like that because they let Twitter train it. Uh, they should have known. They did know. I'm sure it was just kind of a gimmick that this would go bad quickly. Uh, But the summary stuff I think is quite useful. The one thing that worries me and probably should worry you, Daniel is Mm. it's summarizing content from sites like windows central to so Mm -hmm. well that you don't need to go to windows central to read the, the original material.
4: Yeah, obviously we've had um, internally at our company and of course, that's the big story internally at all publishing companies right now is the effect of this on business and plans. And you're right. You know, um, I'll say that you know Microsoft's been a little bit better here. They do at least reference and uh, you know put little numbers. Yeah, but it doesn't drive you mind. to the
0: article most of the t- or not some of the right. time. I'm yeah, I'm not going to click. This is the Google snippets problem, but it's worse. It's yeah. far worse because you know Google's been sued in Australia and, and elsewhere in the in, in the in France and Spain, in the EU because publishers say, "Oh, you're publishing three a sentence or two from my article." You should pay me for that, Google. Google's response is yeah. we're not we're driving traffic to your article. We're not stealing from you. But I don't think you can make that argument with a summary that gives you all the so, reason that you you, so you went. If a lot of times people go to a search engine f- for yeah. specific facts or information. If you get that in the summary,
4: you're done. Yeah. So it's gonna be it's a chicken egg problem, right? Because if that happens long enough, then obviously publishers won't write those articles anymore because they won't make money from them and in which case the ai doesn't get the information it needs to generate the summary because the ai is only as intelligent at what's actually published if you ask it something that doesn't exist on the internet today it has no answer for you what
0: if google did or microsoft did what uh what they do with robots.txt right where you you could say you could actively say i don't want you to summarize this content
2: but why would yeah. a microsoft want to allow you to opt out or anyone because that be, would because otherwise dump. they're going to have reputational damage and maybe lawsuits yeah. uh, microsoft can handle uh, we'll see microsoft can handle the lawsuits though i think they might see it i don't know if that lawsuit would actually win that's a harder case than i think like even the google cases were difficult for publishers and i think it's even more difficult like we're in uncharted territory in a lot of ways here yeah, right? right like well, that's it's moving clear. much more yeah. yes. right that's it's moving clear. so much. I mean, artists have the same
0: rapidly. issue. Greg Rutkowski has the same issue with Stable Diffusion. You, you scanned all my art, you figured out how I do what I do, and then you're doing it, imitations of it for people so they don't have to buy my art. Uh, voice artists, people like me, uh, voice artists are very upset at Spotify because Spotify has been letting Apple scan through audiobooks to s- generate simulated voices to read audiobooks. They and, just yeah. stopped that one. They, had they to got stop so much it. blowback. Well, that's what I'm saying. And that's why Microsoft might, if you get enough blowback from the original content, folks, that's a solution, by the way. And by the way, it's a double-edged sword for you, Daniel, because if you said, and you had a, mm-hmm. you know, uh, AI. text, you said, no chat GPD scanning of our content, you probably wouldn't also get those links back.
4: You wouldn't get to, and you, know, you wouldn't show probably in search results. Yeah, uh, I'll also say there's the other half to this too, which is websites just might, like, One way to sort of avoid this is not to build your content around what what we call evergreen content in the business, right? This idea of you just build these articles that are how-to that live on the Internet for years and don't even really need updates and they get indexed. And they're just always there. There are entire sites that that's all they yeah. do. And they there's be one called CNET that does that, right? That's what's. Yeah. Oh, oh
0: my right. old employer. Oh, burn. That hurts
2: so much. <laughs> oh, burn. But, but if, CNET. Oh, CNET,
0: CNET it's not CNET. It's Red Ventures, the new owners of CNET. <laughs> yeah. But they have been accused of basically doing that. What do they call that? Just, when you... right. You create okay, article yeah,
2: Plagiarism? Yeah. No. SEO, yeah. No, it's just, it's driven around.
0: You look up what are the top 10 searches on our site from Google, and then you write evergreen articles with link. But the important thing is with links in there that you get revenue from. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, the affiliate links. Yeah. Like, okay, two yeah. things on this one. One, for those who don't know, I was a columnist for CNET after Mashable, and this was when CBS owned them, and I worked for Jim Linzo, now the CEO of Yahoo. And it is so sad to see... What has happened to yeah. this publication that uh, was a, has been a part of my career uh, because of just using horrible AI? To, like, every publication is gonna probably figure out some way to use AI. This is just the worst method of using it. And it just makes me really sad. I do think one other solution that a lot of publishers will do is the paywall. Like, paywalls solve a lot of the problems. Can't read the rest of the text. You've Gotta go and pay in order to go and like read the rest of the article. A paywall might be... Uh, I think paywalls are already becoming the thing for most publications. This will just accelerate that further.
4: Who owns- else? also kind of a funny thing here, right? If you do... If you have AI generating the evergreen content and then AI summarizing the evergreen content, really, there's not any human involved in that process that's actually being financially hurt. That said, I will say that, like, when it comes to this content, there's only some of it that will fall prey to this. Like, if you do... Original reporting, if you do original analysis, you're doing actual reviews of products. The idea that that's going to be summarized is probably not that high, right? Because people aren't going to a search engine and be like, what's the latest news and something like that? Although they right. might, but a lot of times they're using social media and other ways to get their news and they're still clicking through to read that article or analysis or something like that. So,
0: you, 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 Winters Central, like IMOR and others, was purchased by a future, uh, which is a British yep. company. Uh, and you're fortunate because they're not a private equity company like Red Ventures. So <laughs> exactly. they're yeah. not they're not trying to turn a profit like by selling off the pieces, I presume.. Yeah. But you've got to look at uh, I, and I don't know what's happening at CNN. I mean, this is kind of up in the air. We had Connie Guglielmo, the editor-in chief on a few uh, weeks ago when that story first broke that they had used uh, a uh, chat GPT like artificial intelligence. I think they call it Wordsmith, to write seventy five articles for the personal finance. Uh, section. at the She had just published a blog post saying oh, you know, this is the stuff no writer wants to write. This is the evergreen stuff. We have an editor review it for... And and I, at that point, I, I said, that's fine. Uh, Lindsay Tarantino, who's in charge of content there, has also been on the show many times. Both good friends. Uh, and I know that they are honorable, respectable journalists. Um, but I don't know if their owner <laughs> is... <laughs> and I and I think that there's more and more evidence that Red Ventures was trying to create kind of a link baity system of articles. Uh, basically, by it's ironic because it's massaging the search engines. These articles are created to get the search engines to point to it, so that you will click on it, so that they will get some money. Uh, though, if those are all we lose because of ChatGPT, I won't be too sad.
4: Yeah, there's a I think the part with CNET was just the uh, they're kind of hiding it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So they were forthcoming about it. And then they kind of and they were kind of right in the sense. They're like, this will just blow over and don't worry about it. it." I think they're right in that. (laughs) Like, I mean, that is what's going to happen here. But you're also right that mostly publishers will find a way to uh, use this technology. And I'm actually okay with it when it comes to some of that. You know, best of content, which is a real nightmare to write and maintain and having AI basically do that and then have a human editing it, making sure it's okay and accurate, which sometimes can actually be more work. But that's something that CNET was analyzing was to see when a human had to go and like fact check it, if it was more work than just rewriting it. Um, So I think this will definitely be part of the publishing world. But like I said, for original content, I'm not so uh, concerned about it yeah. at this time. But if all you do is content farming and SEO stuffing, yeah, you should probably be worried. Good. I don't mind. Those people can yeah can suffer. Because
3: everything's about to turn into the YouTube infomercial system anyway, right? Oh, I, DJI oh, something. I hope you're not. 42 <laughs> people do oh. the review. And dude, if you go on TikTok, guess what? I, I use a certain kind of sheets. I see the same sheets 42 times in the TikTok feed, and I want to take the sheets off and set them on fire and get new How sheets. How does it know what kind of sheets you
0: sheets.
3: have? I mean. Because I guarantee look, you I don't you see those it, ads you, on TikTok. You, you could just you tell them. They're, the, they're, they're listening.
2: You could just tell <laughs> yeah, the TikTok yeah. to, like, stop showing yeah. you those ads. I do it all oh, the time. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah, but then, think- but then you got the, you the UGC and the people that are making the ads on their own, and it's oh, not yeah. actually the company. So that's what I'm saying. That's what is going to breed more of people just doing their own. Hey, I drink this juice. Have you tried this juice? I lost forty two pounds. You don't know how fat I was before this video. <laughs> and and yeah. that's what it's going to turn into with the with the creators making more content because you can't just puppy mill out stuff with AI right now. So uh-huh. there's going to be more value in that, and people can get a better check, I guess the YouTube informational system. Here's what I'm
2: going to do, Owen. I'm going to use an AI to recreate you. And I'm going to use an AI voice synthesizer to recreate your voice. And I'm going to have you sell some sheets to a Look, whole bunch of people on TikTok. So
3: just on, just on the side note of that, while you're making it, I need two things. I need, I need, I ask doctor, uh, a doctor a Chad GVT. V will just answer things crazily like I do. It could give content from me. And then I need something that scans the Bible and it says, ask the Lord. And then you're out there cheating and doing something wrong. You ask the Lord <laughs> what you should do. And then he tells you that you're going to get smited down if you don't stop cheating he on should, your wife. That's what we need. If that's you what want. Chat, that, look, that's a billion. Let me put my glass back on. I feel like Ben Parr, I feel smart. That's a lot of money right there. <laughs> ask can, the Lord. and you need a good voice doctor. for
0: the Lord. it has got to be like a big, deep voice saying. Noah, <laughs>
3: that's
0: right? Yeah. Um, Ask him. There, there Ask is him.
2: a chat. There is something called Chat KJV AI chat bot uh, King James version scriptures. Oh yep, the King my James God! Version.
0: Oh my! Uh, see, somebody's
3: already on my million dollar idea. See, no, no good D goes on You said it, and boy, they got it immediately. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> they already says, made it. They it says
0: me. chat with the scriptures, and and see if you're right with God. Wow!
2: Look at that. <laughs> see, that's see? good. That's good. There's a website out there called there's an AI for that.com. And I know, I'm just going to tell you, I look at that, and that just tells me all the new AI stuff that's coming out. It's <sighs> just in the product and things. But you just up every up to every day, some new AI thing. So, all right, so we're really crazy about this stuff. We love it.
0: 1,853 AIs for 487 tasks. Um, is it going to be the flavor of the month in a year or two years or three years? Where we're just going to remember that when we were all into – you know, chat GPT stuff, or do you think it's got more? Obviously, you you think it has legs, Ben Parr.
2: Yes, I am biased, but I do think it but has. Where legs, but in so- what in what realm? I mean, the idea of
0: a, a fancy Eliza is not a winning proposition. I don't think. Maybe it is. Maybe people are alone. So,
2: so I, I I okay. I I've gotten people who compare. Uh, generative AI things to Web three, and I think that's completely wrong. And I think that's a good way to think about this. Being uh, Web3 Web three
0: being a scam.
2: Uh, Web three being something that is extraordinarily difficult to use, and was most of the time, with very rare exceptions, a pr- solution looking for a problem.
0: Yes. Okay, I'll grant you. You can
2: that. created by can met- venture capitalists
0: who thought they might make some money on this solution, waiting for
2: it's it's a technology about money it was going to attract people with right. money and i have lovely like friends crypto at web3 it's like nft it's, you know, it, yeah. it's that's all that right yeah. but ai i could immediately tell you a hundred things that it could help you with that's actually my easy...
0: question in a nutshell is is this another cryptocurrency it's, it's not. not it's
2: not. because it actually has real use cases i it will actually help you you know summarize a whole bunch of things or quickly write the bones for a newsletter or write a newsletter. If you know how to give it the prompts, it can write legal documents. It can do things that will speed up your life. And it is the absolute worst it will ever be in human history. It will only get better and more efficient and more effective with every day that passes. And so I don't think it's not a fact. It's more like the iPhone, the iOS uh, where the first wave of apps on the iPhone were fart apps and they were horrible. And then People built Tinder and Uber right, right. and Snapchat. That's what I think will happen. And at a certain point, we won't be talking about AI as like AI conferences and like as this new thing. It'll just be part of the background. You don't talk about, oh, it's built on top of the iPhone. It just, it is. So let's, so,
3: it, oh, as I said, go ahead. As I said earlier, it, it's here. It, like I said, I've I grumped on a lot of things. This is one thing I'm not grumping mm-hmm. on. You, They're making so many things are just useful. You do a podcast, you do a show, guess what? Some people are going to be able to upload a video and then have it chunk out 30 second clips, minute clips for YouTube, for Twitter, for anything. And, and the things that are coming are so powerful and useful. The fact that half the country went and put out 42 pictures of themselves looking like Star Wars Dune characters should tell you the fact that art is something that's just built in human nature in your mind, and you can make art of yourself. Like, I didn't even do it for myself. I did it for my dad who passed away, and I just generated 40 pictures of my dad that were new and interesting to me and my daughter. We looked at him. I almost cried a little bit because I thought it was so cool. There are so many things coming down the pipe audio Guess what if your audio sounds like trash feeding into a ai it'll fix it for you there are so uncle leo is here to stay is here it's a you know it, it's here i believe 100%. you because you
0: look smart in those glasses so i think you're right, I, you're right.
3: hey little yeah. ben par that's what they call me in the streets
4: <laughs> <laughs> how about you daniel you agree oh yeah absolutely and i agree too with what ben was saying that you know, where a lot of us are having fun now, making fun of AI and like specifically Bing Chat and the mistakes it makes, and I'm like, "Yeah, laugh, it's going to improve so rapidly that we won't be laughing at this stuff within weeks and months, because this is unlike any other technology we've had. You know you look at smartphones. they came out what? 2004, 2005, then the iPhone came out. and it was like a long time before that became mainstream. And that's how hardware works, right? It just takes a long, long time. This is just going to evolve so quickly. It becomes so much more efficient and powerful that I think people will be kind of uh, really surprised by how much this is going to affect and transform the economy. And I think that's going to be a really big thing over the next couple of years.
0: This site that you talked about, Ben, there's an AI for that.com actually does it by year starting in 2015 when there were three, 2016 when there were two. By 2017, there's more than a dozen. By 2018, there's double that. By 2019, there's double that. It's growing you know, exponentially. This is 2020. There's almost too many to count. And, of course, 2023, It's it, now you're going month by month because every, every day there's a dozen new applications for this. Is there going to be a law. winner? Can we say that one of the incumbents, Google, Microsoft, Amazon – apple facebook will they will one of them be a winner
4: Ooh, that's a good one and i wonder I, what I, apple's game is like what's what's i don't know apple has <laughs> the worst ai out there right now siri but make, as we've make learned siri a lot of these suck
0: <laughs> well but a lot of these companies are holding on to something much much better maybe apple will will bypass ai maybe they're that might be a mistake i mean apple and and Meta both have put all their money in ARVR, <laughs> and it may turn out. In fact, it's starting to look yeah. like that was a losing horse.
2: Yep. Apple's voice. Well, Apple just released an AI product. The voice you talked about it. The, yeah. The, the, uh, the book, voice
0: book readers. Yeah. And it's good. It's
2: very good. It's quite good. Yeah. And so Apple is just very methodical about it. They will release something. They will greatly improve Siri. There will be all of that. Uh, I think there will be some winners and losers, but not like one completely wins and the other doesn't. It's the same thing. as like, you know, there's Android and there's iPhone, there's, you know, Word and there's Google Docs. It'll be the same kind of thing. Like each one's going to have a piece of the pie. Microsoft, as we all know, has done a very good job of taking a bunch of the pie there's going to be a lot of, like, a f- only a few startups that are, like, the infrastructure layer or companies that, like, where all the other AI companies are built on top of. So, like, OpenAI is one of those companies. Google. There's a couple of others that are out there. And then there's going to just be thousands of other is companies it? and products Remember, on top.
0: you're all old and- enough to remember when Search started. There was Yahoo, which was a directory, and then came out to Vista and Excite. And a bunch, I mean, G-ask, Jeeves. And then along came Google, and it was like, poof. At, in the beginning of search, there were many choice. It was kind of like it is today, right? There were many good choices. But somebody came along and beat everybody
3: else. Well, Uncle Leo, it's going to come down to the point of who's eating the most at the table. When you speak about Google, think about Google and when they acquired YouTube. You know, think about Microsoft when he got into the Facebook game. Then Facebook goes and gets Instagram. The the behemoths are going to see the cream of the crop, and they're going to be there's going to be a little arms race for. Hey, I see your team comes to the big boy table. I see your team. Okay, you got those guys. It's just a roster play of like who's picking up at the yard, (laughs) and they're going to just be integrated (laughs) into the thing. So that's what's going to happen. It's it's. The, the, the top five, like I said, the thing that we make fun of and like movies were like, you're going to be buying Google socks in 50 years. That's going to be true because these top companies are going to acquire the best products that come out and then integrate them into their products. And then the other company's going to try and compete against that. So the cream of the crop will get picked up and bought and that the same way everything else goes.
0: It does seem, I have to say, this is kind of encouraging. And Ben, you might be encouraged as well that you don't have to have the big bucks. You don't have to be a fang. To do this, right? There are a lot of little scrappy startups in this space. Is that because it's cheap to do and well understood? Is it? In Uh, other words, is AI a
2: commodity already? It's so. There's two versions of this, and yes, is sort of. And there's some of this in my information article coming out. Uh, One piece here is that it's just cheap and easy if you're a developer. To implement this complex AI, all you need to do is an API called OpenAI. It is just so easy so to use do. So use
0: theirs, in other words. Use their large language model. How hard that's is it to vast... create your own large language model?
2: Stupidly hard and cost yeah. a lot <laughs> of money. It. Okay, yeah, You have no. an expensive, there's
0: be... expensive, yeah. yeah. In fact, that's one what... of the things that's missing in this equation is to do something that is as up-to-date as a Google or Bing search means you have to be scared constantly building the corpus, uh, which is very, it's expensive, right? I mean, this is not, this is, I, mean, I that's think, prometheus. I think that's, Sam Altman yeah, said is about not, 10 times the cost, a chat GPT query is about 10 times the cost of a Google search. And, and I think that's probably what it would be. You would be in order of
4: magnitude more
0: expense to do a search engine powered by AI.
4: I mean, Microsoft teamed up with, uh, open AI in what, 2020 with their supercomputer and right. that was what they were doing the training on and led to what Microsoft calls Prometheus, which is their version of a, with, of a language model that's built off of chat GPT uh, that has guardrails in it and different. Uh, is that what know, they're using for Bing search
0: is Prometheus? Yeah,
4: it's called Prometheus. Okay. Yeah. And okay. so it, that's their language model. And it's, so it's not exactly chat GPT. It's, it's built off of that, but you need to, you know, Microsoft was only one at the time of like, five supercomputers in the world. There's not a lot of them. And this could probably get to quantum computing eventually when you need even more power. But yeah, you really do need a lot, a lot of data to train these things. And that's where the internet comes in and now real live people are using it. So Microsoft, I know their researchers right now are very excited about getting all this data. People are using it real time and they're fixing things and adjusting it because that's, what's going to make it better.
2: Ben, what do you think? <laughs> Uh, there will be a couple of companies that power the core of what most AI applications will be using. A lot of the opportunity is going to be in companies built on top of things like OpenAI or Lambdas, which is Google's, uh, and utilizing it to, and like adding their own data set or adding some of their own machine learning, like for specific industries, for like e-commerce or legal or things like that. And there's going to be other use cases that'll come out. I do think over time, This, like every other technology, will get cheaper and easier. Uh, It is going to be a commodity, and that is a good thing for AI development. Uh, And hopefully there are at least a couple of winners so that developers have a choice of what to use. Let me play. You mentioned Apple, and as far as I know, this is the only thing Apple has released
0: publicly, is their uh, Apple Books Reader. Although, gosh, they might have a car, self-driving vehicle AI going Maybe Siri is secretly smart under the hood, and, and suddenly they'll flip a switch. But these voices are, as you said, these are voices are pretty good. This is a, um, a fiction, let me make sure my sound is turned on, my, a fiction romance voice called Madison.
3: Movement
1: in the greenhouse drew his eye, and a woman emerged. At first, he wasn't
0: sure. You could see how the people whose voices they're stealing from Spotify might say, That's my, that's very close to my voice. Use a, use Jackson, a fiction baritone. I looked up to find a wall of trees had materialized ahead of us. That sounds like a a little bit like an AI. Helena, nonfiction. On nights with a new moon, we would walk to the end of the beach to find our favorite constellation,
2: the Pleiades. See, I could listen to her. I could listen to that. I think the, the nice thing is everyone's going to have like their own preference for which AI they want to listen to. And look, I actually did a TikTok uh, with those voices and people like love them and talked about them. I didn't even mention before to you, Leo, I went viral on TikTok for a video about AI and education. And now I'm a TikToker for some reason. It got Congratulations. a million and a half views.
0: What? How many? A
2: million, million and, and a, a half views. Nice. Yeah. What, uh, what's your TikTok handle, my friend? Just like everything else on the internet, at Ben Parr. Okay. Ours. Okay. Should we watch?
0: It? Should we watch it? Do we just all we need to do is watch your TikTok, and we'll know everything we need to
2: know? Which one of these uh, Chat, ChatGPT's cheating scandal? What? That's the most recent. The, the big one is a little bit down. It's the uh, AI and education. That's the one with a million and a half views. Wow.
0: Is this going to be the beginning of your? information articles see my tiktok
2: <laughs> <laughs> i've been busy the last two months here it is ai is TikTok, going
0: tiktok same same as ai is going to radically change everything and we aren't ready for it education is part one let's see oh i keep turning one education you've probably seen this on the internet recently it's chat gt so i encourage you to continue with the tiktok you know my son has Two million followers on the TikTok? That's right. He's, he's a, famous. He's, I should get some advice from him. He's become a yes. He's become a TikTok. But it's but it's all real. And you know what? Cooking cannot be done by an AI until they give it hands. And then watch out.
3: So even, so even while, then. We're, while we're having so while we're having this love fest about AI. Have you ever tested AI you, recipes?
0: They're awful. Okay, go ahead. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so, let's let so the that DJ that used Eminem in his set, and he used artificial intelligence to write it and to do the voice, and he went out there into the club, and he pumped it out, and everybody got hyped on it. Like, I already had to live through uh, Donald J. Trump and the Russian conspiracies of life and fake news and this and that. And now I got people out here doing DJ sets here, that are completely Let me play a little that, bit of it like, like, for you. This where, is
0: Dave Guetta. Uh, a million views on uh, of of this Twitter video of him. So you're saying this is a virtual, an AI Eminem.
2: Yes. This is the future rave sound. I'm getting lost in an underground. So
0: he's talking.
2: This is the future rave sound. But he's applied
0: Eminem's voice to his voice. Okay, I I get up and and dance. So, Eminem, bro, what you there's something that I made as a joke, and it works so good, I could not believe it. I discovered those websites that are about uh, AI. Basically, you
2: can write lyrics in the style of any artist you
4: like. So I typed, write a verse in the style of Eminem about future rave, and I went to another AI website. I want,
0: a, I want Eminem to do Dave Guetta going, you got to, to lose yourself to the music. You got to throw up at your mom's spaghetti on your sweater. That would be so turnabout is fair play.
3: That was pretty good. That sounded like Eminem. A, yeah, and that's a problem, right? Like, if I were Eminem, I'd be pissed. We in, yeah. Well, not forget Eminem. I don't care about a rapper making a a, a bumping tracking. It is street. though. That's, that's where it'll happen, right? Because about- that's where sampling started. Now, yeah. for, again forget sampling um, Okay let's put it this way you, You're you Eminem and he's got 400 million followers Of dudes that will bleach their hair at any moment Because he said so and you make this AI voice and he says give me a dollar At Eminem needs a dollar Dot com and he just rocks off a, Like there's so many I mean uh, Dan don't. I am a sociopath. Do not come for me. I do think of bad, evil things. <laughs> how the world works. But don't don't, don't oh, send the cops oh, out me. Oh. I'm just saying. There's a lot of evil things out here that are coming down the pipeline too. You and got I you. Yeah, lose so yourself, uh, to lose oh, yourself to the oh, music. He's absolutely Stop right. I'm making I, fun of my fear. Uncle Leo. <laughs> but. The, so I, I covered a,
2: I covered a story in my TikTok about uh, there was a bunch of four channers and they replicated oh, yeah. the voices of a couple. That major was creepy. Celebrities. Yes. Right. They, they yeah. did Emma Watson ri- reading mein Kampf. mein Kampf. Like imagine Jeez. someone making a voice and then calling your old grandmother and just like scamming her out of money. But it to be it's your, like,
0: at this yes. point. Wouldn't it have to be your old grandmother? Because. Uh, anybody of uh, who's paying attention would knows that could be made up. Now it's it's like uh,
3: it's getting better. You don't no, trust an image maybe. That that anymore. Does, that's right? not the reason. What, okay, so that's not the problem. The problem is there's so many things. Na- we had a balloon in the air, and 50% of the country thinks it came from China. 42% of people think that some guy got dumped at a, a proposal at a wedding and just let the balloon fly like you, That's something that was on the news every hour. So, no, people can't differentiate way, what's real. Do you, do you and want what's to know safe, about that balloon? Especially when you've got AI.
0: Do you want to know about the one that they shot down over uh, over Alaska? Do you want to know about that you one? tell me about it. It came from a hobby club. of course it came from well nobody's sure because okay conspiracy theory here they can't find the remains and they've given up looking for it right uh this there was okay you tell me okay there's a a a northern illinois (laughs) hobbyist club called the bottle cap balloon brigade that launches their mylar party balloons With GPS and other electronics on them. Uh, They launched a balloon 123 days ago. uh, With the call sign, by the way, uh, just in case you might have seen it, K9YO-15. It has circled the Earth six times. The last time it was seen was February 11th. It was heading towards Alaska. The next day they lost track of it, which coincidentally was the same day two F-22 Raptors were dispatched <laughs> to shoot the mysterious object down with a $400,000 Sidewinder missile. They got it, by the way. Uh, and ever since, the balloon's been unheard of ever since. yeah, I um, think a Sidewinder might. <laughs> I got I to say, they balloon. talked to the balloon guys and they said, you know, the way this works is at... at, at, at ground level the air pressure is low is low enough or high enough i guess that the balloon is you know just a balloon as it gets higher and higher it gets tauter and tauter as the air pressure goes down they said by the time it's at sixty thousand feet which is where these things fly it's it's very fragile they said you could have just you know whizzed by it in the f-22 and it would have popped you didn't have to use a four hundred thousand dollar air to air missile on this thing so
2: But how often do you not get to
0: use a side-wonder missile? (laughs) Well, they've never used it. They've had this. This aircraft costs $133 million each, $70,000 an hour in the air. And by the way, after you fly it, there's 40 hours of maintenance that you have to do before you can fly it again. These are very finicky little things. But they've never got to use it, right? In a decade, they've had this these fa- these Raptors around. You know, finally, we so got something. That, just... that,
3: that's part. That, that's part of the that. American budget. We spend spend four billion dollars on planes we we'll never use, and also I, this is an argument I had. With a very somewhat rational person I can't say that they're smart after this conversation They're like, China's trying to spy on us with these balloons And we had to take it out And I said, okay, you got this phone in your hand You see on the back, it wasn't made here in America Half the things you own weren't uh, made from here China. To push button, They don't and, need a balloon, and they, and they got your phone They could <laughs> And then, and then on top of that, then you got TikTok on your phone. You're giving them all the information. They listen to you. They're recording you. And if that wasn't good enough, did you not know that satellites can basically read your text messages over has your shoulder? Twenty six no satellites gonna looking no at us. to yeah. get there. Like what? Like people? What are you talking about? They need a balloon to spy on so, me? They, they, you're spying on yourself. <laughs> shut up. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the this balloon, by the way, had a payload that weighs sixteen grams, about half an ounce. GPS module, a transmitter. Yeah, a tiny computer and a small solar package. Uh, They are FAA legal. They're so light, they're not subject to any uh, requirements. The radio transmitter is FCC registered, but the balloon itself can't hurt a jet, even if it's in in the path. So the bottle cap balloon brigade. I'm sorry, (laughs) when we shot your balloon, at great expense to the taxpayers. We have eliminated yet another threat to the great American and, continent.
3: And China was like, oh, is that how you handle balloons? Well, just know, <laughs> if you fly a kite over here, don't we're you, taking it down. Don't, like you, think, don't you think the like, Chinese are just they're <laughs> are laughing? Still,
0: they're laughing at this? They go, well, it wasn't ours. Uh, I mean, by the way, they have recovered all Gosh. the detritus from that first balloon over that they shot down over North Carolina. They've, they've got it all, and I'm sending it to the FBI. And they seem to be confident that that was indeed a Chinese balloon. Uh, could have been a weather balloon. I mean, there's 1,600 weather balloons launched every day in this kind of world.
2: Just watch. So, there's so going to so be ben, Dan, a 1,000 launched, yeah. and then Sidewinder <laughs> missiles are all gone. Yeah.
0: Uh, you used up all ben, your Sidewinders. Ben, ben, I have, I have serious, oh, it's good for the Sidewinder business, and, right, the industry. Go ahead. Doctor. I
3: have a serious question. So should could there be, like, a master AI detector page where I could just – Put something in there, kind of like with the Photoshop. I put a picture in there, and it tells me if it's photoshopped. or like, can I can I get somebody to build that for AI where I can just yeah. plug it into the thing and it'll tell me like this has been generated by such. Like, I need something right now because the fear I, again, I know it's real and I love it. I want it. I'm using it. I'm I'm making some good things, but I'm just still a little scared, you know, of the, the things people can do. Let me take a quick Dude, break. We up. got we got so much okay. to talk about.
0: Uh, this is a fun, AI is a great subject for a show, I have to say. I mean, it really generates a lot of conversation. Do you think we should start a This Week in AI show? Twi? You're probably going to need one. Yeah. We yeah, might <laughs> need one. Uh, it feels like good or bad, We, I mean, we're covering it all the time now, and I think that that's going to be the way it is for some time to come, I feel like, right? All right, well, I'll talk to the boss. It's not got a great acronym. We might need a new name for it. T-W-I-A-I is not a. a... <laughs> T-W-I-A? T-W-I-A. 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 <laughs>
1: T-W-I-A.
0: Uh, our show today brought to you by 8 Sleep. Let me tell you, folks, I first learned about 8 Sleep on this show more than a year ago. Kevin Rose was on, and he told me about this thing, this mattress cover he puts on that heats and cools. And he said, oh, Leo, it's the best night's sleep ever. And I said, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. But Amy Webb was on that show, <laughs> She got it. Three months later, she says, Leo, I got the eight sleep because Kevin Rose recommended. It. It's the greatest thing ever. I said, yeah, yeah. Finally, about a year ago, um, Lisa and I said, all right, we should try this thing. So we went out. And we got the eight sleep. Uh, can I say it's the greatest thing ever to happen to your sleep? It's a it's the ultimate sleep machine. Sleep is the one, you know, at the beginning of every year, we all make all these health Habit promises we're going to do. Well, you know what? A promise to get a better night's sleep is about the easiest thing to do in the world. And it sure makes a difference. Good sleep can reduce the likelihood of all sorts of, you know, serious health issues. It can even reduce the risk of Alzheimer's, helps your blood pressure, makes your heart better. If you struggle to fall asleep, as I did, or you wake up in the middle of the night, or you're, or you're fighting with your partner over the thermostat, you've got to get the Eight Sleep Pod cover. They have a mattress, too, but let, but let me just tell you about the pod cover because it goes over. We, we liked our mattress, so it goes right over that mattress. But what it does is cool. The pod cover has dual zone temperature control. So Lisa likes it hot. I like it cooler. We could set either side of the bed to as cool as 55 degrees. That's a nice, fresh, that's almost brisk or as hot as 110 degrees. That's like summertime in Perth. It's, it's hot or anywhere in between. But even better, it's got an autopilot feature that keeps track of how you're sleeping. It, it monitors heart rate, breathing, ups and downs. It even knows the temperature in the room as it goes up and down. And then it automatically adjusts the temperature of the bed so you're comfortable. It even does something kind of amazing. It slowly lowers the temperature as you get into deeper, deeper sleep to encourage that most important kind of sleep, the deep sleep. A couple hours a night is all you need. But having that couple of hours is transformational. My deep sleep went from an hour a night to an hour and a half a night when we started using the Eight Sleep. It's that good, as simple. Saves me money too. I don't have the thermostat on. I don't have the AC on in the summer. We don't need to because the bed is perfect. The I'll have to tell you the only negative about the Eight Sleep, you'll never want to get out of bed because it's so cozy. I love getting in bed. It's nice and warm. It starts to cool off. I go into deeper sleep and then it heats up around eight in the morning and it's the best-in-class temperature regulation plus the best sensors to track health and sleep metrics. You don't need to wear anything. You don't need to wear rings or watches or anything. It's all built into the cover. Better sleep. It's the health habit you will love sticking to night after night. And I tell you, it's so great to wake up feeling great, throw the curtains over, say, hey, it's time for another beautiful day. I love that. 8sleep.com slash twit. $150 off on checkout at the pod cover. If you go to 8sleep.com slash twit, $150, bucks, you will save at checkout on the pod cover. 8sleep currently ships within the U.S., Canada, the U.K., select countries in the EU. It even ships to Australia. I know you're having a hot summer right now in Australia. Can I tell you how wonderful it was last summer? We was very hot in Petaluma, and we would just we, 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 it just adjusts. It knows what temperature it is, and it was just never wake up sweating at night again. You're just cool and comfortable all night long you got to get this thing, 8 com slash twit. I apologize, Kevin and Amy. I should have listened to you. Finally did. 8sleep.com slash twit. Thank you. Uh, okay. Let's you see. kind of sold so me on re- that. Before, it's, it's,
3: Dan's it's, got to answer my question. He's got to make me feel okay. better.
4: Okay. What's your question? Oh. <laughs> Actually, I'll I'll answer Owen in a second. But while you were doing that, I did ask Chat GPT for some podcast names for AI. Now this <laughs> this doesn't quite fit into the the twit, you know. Well, I
0: don't uh, care if the AI came up with it; it's got to be good.
4: <laughs> so I asked it to make a, a witty and funny, and so okay. we got the first one was artificially intelligent and definitely not evil. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, is pretty Okay, right? that's pretty good. <laughs> that, Defi- that, I can't that, believe that that's it's made, that, made for
3: Google. that's made for Google. Have,
4: they have the singularity is near, but first, let's laugh. Oh, uh, nice. Then they have the Turing Testosterone Show. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, oh wow! Robo Roasts. Robo Roasts. Laughing with Machines. Okay. Yep. Uh, the Comically Intelligent Podcast. The Algorithmic Antics hour, artificially <laughs> stupid artificial stupidity, the laughing neural, America laughing neural network, AI amusingly inconsistent, silly singularity. <laughs> yeah, and that was kinda of about it. I'm so. impressed but that yeah, it was, was able it. to
0: laugh at itself. That was Chat GPT or that was Bing?
4: Yeah, that was Chat GPT. Chat GPT.
0: Yeah. I'm impressed. I'm impre- isn't Bing chat GPT four or am I wrong on that? Isn't that the next generation? Yeah, well, they don't
4: call it that, prometheus, that's the, uh, it's, yeah. yeah, that's sort of the, uh, it's okay. built on, they say next gen chat GPT technology. Okay. So, but it's probably 4.0 to answer Owen's question quickly. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. And I think that's the next thing. And I, I know some companies are working on it and, you know, I know Google has that with, uh, the, they call it with the, with the, well, I've got the name of it. It's like a pre bump where they're sort of like, trying to get people to better understand news. Uh, but there will be technologies. And, and I guarantee you probably Microsoft will probably lead a lot of this where it detects uh, you know, AI-generated content. And there is that technology out there. There is AI right now that can look at generated content and tell you it's AI. And so what's going to happen is you're going to start to see that Implemented, I think, by a lot of companies. And when it comes to video, uh, and you know, deep fakes, you go underneath that as well, as well as audio. So you can also do things like you can you can watermark AI generated content so that if it is used, it's flagged by other software systems that maybe say you know like for schools, for instance, that would then block that content from being generated. There will probably always be a back and forth between this, of course, just like everything else in the world. But I think you're going to see that's the other side. You're going to see a lot of companies invest in and market technology that's used to detect AI and flag it for others because it is going to be super important. Do you think it's detectable?
0: Or I bet you could have
4: indetectable Uh, AI. How would you detect it? Well, so some companies, like you know, like I was saying, like ethically, and this is where Microsoft may take a lead in, could watermark their you own You should identify content. it. So you,
0: you should. Yeah. yeah. So
4: we ought to, so there ought to be, be a law. No, that would be
0: a good law. Like for instance, yeah, you should have a thing on your screen that says Dan's eyes are artificially yes. focused on you. <laughs> when you, you <laughs> chat ri, ch, our our pr- producer Jason Hell's in chat saying, do you notice that when. He was reading those titles. He never stopped looking straight at us, and I And, then, and now I'm like, it's uncanny. I'm getting a little creeped out by the whole thing. Rewind, folks. Nice. Watch, watch the amazing. AI. That's Nvidia. <laughs> by the way, Nvidia is definitely one of the winners in all this, right? They make. It. Oh, oh, yeah. oh yeah. god.
2: Yeah, They're, they they've been winning, and anyone like powering the GPUs for it. There's starting to be some competition for Nvidia, but Nvidia is definitely a big winner and is being used by a lot. Uh, To also answer the previous question, uh, art and video are much easier to check for than text for, I think, some obvious reasons. So the watermark is already starting to be done in things like, I think, Stable Diffusion is doing it. It's invisible to the human eye, but it's billions of pixels. You can put the watermark secretly... It's going to happen. It'll help detect it. There are probably some other ways to detect some patterns that most AIs will use for making art. Text is harder because you can just ask it to rewrite and you can't have a specific watermark in like the text itself. Uh, and that can just be rewritten by putting it through a different AI. Uh, you could get the most basic, easy stuff. Like if someone just very lazily asks ChatGPT to write a five paragraph essay, but if you just, I have a friend, uh, my friend, uh, Jason, he just rewrites uh, the things in the tone of a snarky millennial and then the GPT detectors can't tell.
0: Ah, so just say, write it in the tone of a snarky millennial and you're done
4: and you're done and you're done. I will <laughs> say though there, and I haven't completely fully read it yet, but the New York times does have an article saying how chat GPT could embed a watermark in the text. It I generates. think that's the way
0: to do it. That's the way to do it. Yeah. I,
4: and I think you could legally mandate that.
0: Look, Chicago has yeah. a law saying you can't use uh, biometric identification. In fact, that law is going to cost could cost White Castle seventeen billion dollars. <laughs> I don't think there's enough sliders in the world to pay a seventeen billion dollar fine. Chicago has had since two thousand eight a law against companies using biometric data without notifying you. Turns out White Castle was. Fingerprinting employees in order to collect their check, to 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 log in, like instead of punching a time card, they use their fingerprint. Uh, without asking permission, the uh, Illinois Supreme Court on Friday said that in a four to three decision, White Castle was liable for every instance in which it scanned the fingerprints of its 9,500 employees without their consent. And that was kind of one of the bones of contention. White Castle said, "Well, we'll pay a fine, but not for every instance." Well, they've been do- they've been doing this for more than a decade. There's so many instances of it that it could add up to seventeen billion dollars. Uh, well, White not- Castle's going to
3: just end up. White Castle's going to end up suing Jumanji because it's Jumanji's fault. Because he was always signing Earl in on the timesheet. You Earl see? Even in you yet. see? So had to you, yeah, nope, nope. You can't do something. So <laughs> nope, no tailgating. If you have to countersued your mind to get the money back. Like no, it, it no tailgating.
0: That's it what happened. Uh, so, anyway, we'll see. how judge, obviously, could, could moderate that. Uh, although, I have to say congratulations to the register, which did some math and said, in order to raise $17 billion, White Castle, White Castle would have to sell 23 <laughs> <burgers>? billion sliders. <laughs> there you go. I, I will eat six of them. I would be very <laughs> sad if White Castle went away. I like the, I like the slider. Uh, you well, may say, well, this- was the
3: last time you had White Castle?
0: Oh, it's been years.
3: But let me tell you I just something. drove by one yesterday. I'm like so yesterday, jealous. I, I would stop but... every time.
4: It's so greasy. It's so I'm good. in Jersey,
3: so we got that Harold of Kumar. I know. I'm so
0: we
4: jealous. Know
3: we we, know where we don't it, have it, it out it, here.
4: Can I- can I take a moment to humble brag? I didn't go to White Castle, but I went to a famous kind of burger place in Boston that was on Man versus Food about ten years ago, and I ate a two-pound hamburger oh, God. all at Wow! Nothing to brag about. <laughs> That's impressive. And, your head, <laughs> and, then, and that wasn't that wasn't there. That's the small the smaller <laughs> one. They have the contest is if you can eat a six-pound burger. And five pounds of fries. It has uh, twenty-four oh. pieces of cheese. Why do people do that to bacon. themselves? <laughs>
0: I don't know. Free, <laughs> Free food. I'll enough.
4: say my two-pound burger was delicious. Was that Big Judds? Yeah. Mad. Was that Big Judds? No. You went it, to- it, it's called It's called Eagle's Deli. Eagle's uh, Deli. Uh, in, two did two pound you pound eat burger. the whole
3: burger? Or did you take half of it home? You
4: no, you I ate it all right you there. You have to eat it right, right there. there. You can't.
3: Wow.
0: No, no taking it home. How many? How many pieces of cheese were on that burger?
4: Eight pieces. Woo! I, got, I, am I feel slimmer. I feel delicious. slimmer
3: already, boy. <laughs> you me feel I'm getting a, a burger after that. I'm getting really hungry. Oh
0: uh. <laughs> Wow. Eagles deli. I'm gonna have to go next time in Brighton. And yep. uh, and maybe my I get my mom to order one of those. There you go. Yeah. 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 She's only 90. I think AI. that
4: would last her a month. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> Going back to the AI thing, I'm wondering if you can get the get this under copyright law. If you just make a generic entity that's called AI and that anything that's used by it is technically copyright copyrighted, and so there'll be no money oh. given to it, but you, you it would be a violation of copyright if you if were you to used republish it. that. If you got caught. If you used it inappropriately. Yeah. yeah.
0: Interesting. But I'm still stuck on the giant here is somebody eating in an <laughs> the 11-pound
4: burger and the five pounds of fries. That it's is, insane. I didn't do the fries. I couldn't so, do the fries. So, <laughs> so, now, so
3: now we have to ask the question. What, what's the biggest thing you ever ate, Uncle Leo? <laughs>
4: yeah. uh, God,
3: that's a good question. Like though. a whole pizza? The biggest I mean, like thing I ever ate. By yeah,
0: a, a pizza, a clam and garlic pizza from Pepe's. Is about uh, a yard uh, in diameter, and I ate most of it. You ate it. the I whole thing all, yourself. I didn't eat the whole thing
3: myself. Okay, most it, of it. All right. most of ben, it. Ben, what about you, Ben? I regretted uh, that the
2: next morning. I might. The add. biggest thing I don't. It's probably some breakfast-related things. i like, I think there was some ridiculous, like, like twelve egg omelet I once did. Wow. You know what? There should be like a badge on your Twitter that just like a giant hamburger, the largest just, like, thing the, I ever ate. <laughs> the verification checkmark. You finish the like. A, one of the giant food challenges. I guess we got to <laughs> so, do
0: the Twitter story. We we haven't been talking about that, but we oh yeah, we probably should. Twitter has decided, among all of its weirdnesses, to turn off SMS two factor unless you pay for it. <laughs> uh,
2: and not just that either. It's also that uh, Meta announced today, uh, which is Sunday for those listening. Uh, that you can buy Instagram verification for 12 bucks. $12 $12 a month. I'm sorry. A month. That's insane.
0: That's crazy. <laughs> that's a pay thing. It. But
2: that's for businesses, yeah, that's right? Thing. Meta verified. No, that's for no a business. Bu- no, 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 no. business is allowed. Only individuals. It, it literally says yeah. businesses cannot uh, get the verification. It's only for individuals. You give them your, you show them your government ID. Uh, And then you can get a blue check mark too on Instagram. What?
0: Who told Mark Zuckerberg that? Yeah, you should do whatever Elon does. That's smart. (laughs) And and raise the price. And oh yeah, Elon's not charging enough. Charge a few bucks more.
4: The SMS thing uh, I uh, almost understand, just because it must cost them money, right? It it costs them money to send out the text, and you know it's one way to save. And I'd also argue an SMS to FA is one of the or insecure options yeah everybody should be using an authenticator app and apparently like something like 75 or 80 percent of people with 2fa on twitter which is only like two percent of all users are using the sms version so it does affect a lot of them but they should be using an authenticator app anyway it's a a more reliable and um, so you have to
0: you have to pay to be less secure is what you're saying
3: you it's not less secure though. That's this is yeah. okay. I know that Elon no, no. is. You're Elon paying. Like you're paying. Like Wait that. a minute, Owen.
0: You are paying in order to use the less secure form of two factor SMS. You're giving him money so that you can do that.
4: Yeah, paying to be
0: less secure. Or do
3: something. I, well, it's, less to really secure. it's less to use Authy. It's
0: less to use Authy. But I think he understands. I think Elon knows, just like you said, Daniel. Eighty percent of these users don't know anything about Authy, and they're just yeah. going to give them a buck. Well, it's eight bucks, but give them eight bucks to get the
3: SMS. Well, they have that's oh. why they have us in the internet. There's a lot of people that are telling town. Again, I I just don't understand the uproar about this. I'm like, we just get mad. Yeah. Elon breeze and we're just getting mad. I'm like, this is not that big of a deal that everybody. Oh, no, it's made not it a it huge deal. Me. It's just it bizarre. Just so it's bizarre. It 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 kind of makes sense. S, SMS is outdated and old, and get your well, number gets spoofed. People take and steal your stuff. It's not a good. Now thing somebody to, in the chat room
0: said it? this is interesting. Hey. I don't know if this is true. Uh, s- mobile companies are botting SMS so that Twitter will have to pay more to Twilio. Is that's I guess that Twilio sounds that's crazy. Backward.
2: Really, Twilio is yeah. the system that they and everyone else uses right. to do 2 Twilio. Twilio. And you got to pay, you know, some fraction of a cent. The irony text is, message
0: sent. Twilio offers Authy; it makes Authy for free. So <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I
3: don't get it. Yeah, what um, a world uh, we live in. And to the and to the Zuckerberg thing, like again, I he why, bro? Like why? At least like so. I, I'm on Twitter Blue. I've been on Twitter Blue forever. And the really good reason gonna keep I keep paying for the that, you're gonna keep paying so, for that. Yes. Again, Uncle Leo. Let me tell you something. I, I don't want to give whole, Elon I hear you all the time. One. I listen. I hear you all the time and I listen all the time and most of the conversation sounds like people saying, if Donald Trump becomes president, I'm leaving America. Yeah, 3% of rich people went down to Puerto Rico and took over that island and left. But everybody else stayed in America, went to their jobs and did what they got to do. Twitter is useful to me. It's my main audience. People click my links and I i yes, I'll stay there. And yes, I give 11 bucks because I can put 10 minute videos on there and rant like I'm doing right now. Oh. America is terrible, but it's still good. That's why they got my money. The, the blue check <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. That doesn't matter. But yes, I'm clear. Nobody's left Twitter. Everybody's still there. I know. I know. we hate America, All three of you, you are
0: still left. using it. I don't believe mm. America's terrible, but it's still better. Is that? What, is that? Nobody's
2: left answer? Twitter. Twitter Twitter usage is down. If you look statistically, though, ad, rev. Is. ad rev is down. Ad rev is down, but stati- user tw- it's not going away. And I love Twitter as a product. I really let really me ask you guys
0: because all three of you are on Twitter. I I am not. I mean, I have an account so nobody will steal my name, but I'm not using it. Did you see a lot of Elon earlier in the week?
4: Oh, I didn't, but I hacked my own Twitter. There's a plugin <laughs> called control panel for Twitter oh. that you can run on the web. And so what I, I run that on the web and then I use a I create a PWA out of Twitter. And so that's my app on my PC. So what I look at ninety percent of the time, except when I'm not my phone, it, and I guess this is also on iOS. So you could actually just there's an app you can download for $5.99 that's built off of this. And what but it wouldn't does you is, see uh, the same gets, thing you see on the web? No. So what it does is it it's basically hacks Twitter and it it gives you just your uh, chronological timeline of people you follow and that's it. In fact, I can hide retweets. So I have retweets in a whole separate column, so I don't even get to see those. I just see original content uh, of people posted. And for people who have Twitter blue who are paying for it, it changes their icon to the little like the little symbol, and it's not a check mark, it's a little bird. So I even know oh, it, it, if not oh, the check mark isn't out. it anymore? It's just it's a bird, huh? Yeah. So uh. like you can um but for verified people it remains as a check mark. There's tons of little hacks in it. You can hide everything. So it's you could just download that and that's for people on the web obviously but I use that's how I use Twitter as I use so th- it as a PWA and so the story
0: was yeah. so you don't have a for you tab that's why you didn't see a bunch of Elon right if exactly. you blocked Elon I don't think you would see it but the for you tab on so the story was we've we've talked about it before I'll do it quickly Elon tweeted at the Super Bowl on Sunday uh, but his tweet didn't yeah. get as much engagement as President Biden's tweet so Elon flew home in a in a rage from the Super Bowl, calls his cousin James and says, James, got to fix this. James sends out a 2.30 a.m. Slack to anybody still up. There's a problem. Biden got more engagement than Elon. Fix it. So they did. They made sure that all of Elon's tweets showed up in the For <laughs> You tab. And, and most of the day Monday, all you saw was Elon Musk tweets. They fixed that, though, right? I'm just yeah. curious
3: if you guys saw it. I also saw more of, of the retweets on I'm okay, oh, sorry I, I I saw more of the retweets of him fake pouring milk down with the Elon Twitter oh, yeah. that was the worst I, was like, it's just, it, it, I I see Elon like I see Kanye, he says something stupid and everybody makes fun of him, and I have to see it in forty two posts otherwise, I forget the man exists. oh, you only see retweets.
0: On you don't see his originals,
2: yeah okay. I, you know, like or, Ben yeah, did you see a lot see.
3: of Elon on Monday?
2: I think I was not on Twitter on Monday. Okay. Thankfully, I was doing real life work. Fly. I think I was touching like touching grass. Yeah, touch, yeah, touching grass. <laughs> going to see my girlfriend's play. You know things you like th- things like that. Uh, yeah, he also fired somebody over it too. Well, this was yeah, earlier that week. It's what he does? Yeah, yeah
0: earlier yeah. that week he had a. This is according to uh, the platformer Casey Newton and Zoe Schiff, Schiffer. Uh, earlier that week, he would had a meeting with engineers saying, why why is my engagement so low? To which a foolish engineer pulled out the Google search trends from a year ago and currently and said, well, you're down 10% in search trends as well. To which Elon's response was, you're fired. You're out of here. Yep. You're gone. He was one of the two people. <laughs> there were only two directors, I guess, in charge of the product, and he was one of the two. So they, they've got cut the staff in half, which saves money. Uh <laughs> I don't know. I'm all right. You know, you guys
3: love Twitter. I'm not. That's fine. I don't have a problem
0: with it. I don't it. love it. it but it's, again, it's I, like great,
4: it's
3: like America. I don't love it. <laughs> I live here and I use it for my advantages. I live here. I'm not, gonna, I I'm not here. pounding my chest, USA lately. I, but I'm saying I live I, here. Oh, that's interesting. You know, it's oh, what I, it's where I'm at. So it's not. to say
4: all my. Co- all my content on Twitter gets automatically reposted to my Mastodon. Right. So I'm on Mastodon too. And I reply to people on Mastodon and oh, I good. use that too.
2: What's your, I so am, your Mastodon
4: is uh, at Daniel Rubino? It's uh well it's mastodon it's the like so mastodon
2: it's- complicated thing. This is why I don't use mastodon. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
4: Bingo, bingo, hey, I, bingo! I can't, I can't. There's, there's no alternative, and
2: you know we'll talk. I'm sure about uh, Nob and you know the ways founders uh, do post news, which I am on. But I am using three things a lot more now, and I am using Twitter a lot less. I am using LinkedIn, but also they just made me one of their uh like their creator program, which is a fun program. Uh, TikTok because apparent that that sweet sweet uh viral juice. And Substack, because I would like to own my own distribution, and okay. that has been awesome. We'll talk
0: about that in a second, because you do have a new Substack newsletter. So I know it's really hard to use Mastodon, so I just went to Mastodon. I typed in at Daniel underscore Rubino. I got two accounts. One is, oh, yeah. uh, which one should I follow? Yep. I'm already following one of them, which is the new- Newsy.social. Newsy. Newsy. Okay, so that was so yep. hard. I uh, I don't blame you. Uh, why would you want to do that? That seems like a uh, very difficult thing to do
4: i do like macedon though like yeah. i the
0: conversation it's on not, there and it's the, not that hard i, follow, I get no, a lot just saying
4: yeah uh, i
0: mean i admit <laughs> i have a dog in this hunt we run a macedon instance better. i admit but okay yeah you type in at daniel underscore rubino and you find him and then you follow him and that was not that hard <laughs> uh all right all right let's uh let's talk about this article i mentioned uh noam Bardeen who uh, a year or two ago wrote a goodbye to google he was the founder of Waze. Said this place nobody wants to work here. The newest one, Praveen Sheshadri. Sheshadri, sorry, got the name wrong. Sheshadri, who joined Google uh, because he had co-founded a company, Appsheet, which Google acquired. He also stayed three years and one day, (laughs) and has left Google, publishing a goodbye on Medium. The maze is in the mouse. What ails Google and how can it turn things around? His, I'll, I'll summarize because it's a long article. But essentially, he says, it's become a bureaucratic nightmare. Google has 175,000-plus capable and well-compensated employees who get very little done quarter over quarter, year over year. Like mice, they're trapped In a maze of approvals, launch processes, legal reviews, performance reviews, exec reviews, documents, meetings, bug reports, triage, OKRs, H1 plans followed by H2 plans, all-hand summits, and inevitable reorgs. The mice are regularly fed their cheese, promotions, bonuses, fancy food, fancier perks. And despite many wanting to experience personal satisfaction and impact from their work, the system trains them to quell these inappropriate desires and learn what it actually means to be Googly, which is just don't rock the boat. His position, and I think it's probably accurate, is that Google makes so much money from search, they don't want to take any risks anywhere else. And risk aversion, Ben, you're a startup guy. Is it a good thing for a startup to be risk adverse? That's how you die <laughs> if you're risk averse. You can't do a startup if you're risk averse. You stay at Google.
3: You, you uh, don't I, die if you can buy
4: yeah but it, uh, <laughs> um it's actually it, that is a good point though because uh amy hood during again the investor call when talking about being in their uh four way into search she's, she's the cfo at uh, microsoft yeah 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 and she said their advantage is the fact that they actually have small not a lot of market share right now she says well we can take big risks and we're going to and we're going to pivot and uh, innovate very quickly because we can And that's a really good point because, I mean, so Microsoft screws up a little bit in search. So, (laughs) like, but if Google screws up in search, Uh yeah, it's a big deal. It really affects the bottom line of the company because Google, for for all intents and purposes, is an advertising company at its core.
0: So it's interesting because Shashadri used to work. He worked for years at Microsoft. And uh, he says Microsoft, at the end of his article, Microsoft managed to turn things around. But it required exceptional leadership and good fortune. Satya
2: yeah, I feel Nadella, like there's an under absolutely yeah. There's an undercurrent to that article, uh, which you know is probably that and is that uh, Microsoft really turned around when Satya Nadella came in? Uh, I think there's an undercurrent of what he's trying to say about Google and its current leadership. Uh, I will say that their founders of Google are more involved again, and that's been a story that's been coming up, and there's a reason for that. Uh, I think Google's going to go through a large transformation. What that exactly looks like, I don't know, uh-huh. but they have to in the current moment. Uh, even with, Mike, with Meta and Zuckerberg, he's intending on making a bigger transformation. He's, he's flattening the layers. He's telling a bunch of managers and directors that they need to become individual contributors or get out there. That's what he wants to not end up in the position where there's multiple layers. And it's this article. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it,
0: basically that's what Shashadri says is it's not too late for Google, but it needs to transform. And I think the subtext is it's not going to happen under Sundar Pichai. Uh, he is a, Bureaucrat through and through, and that's not what you need at this time. You think Larry and Sergey? Obviously, they weren't risk adverse when they started Google. Do you think they can come back and 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 whip it into shape? How long before so know, they park company with Sundar Pachai?
3: So one thing that they could do just before the smart guys get in, the one thing that they could do is charge eleven ninety nine and give me a new <laughs> check in <on> my GA. <laughs> You guys have the floor. So take it yeah. to say something smart. I took the glasses off, Ben, so it wasn't you talking. Risk aversion. I get a green
2: is- check anytime I'm on
0: Google Meet. <laughs> risk aversion yes. is interesting. I mean, look at clearly Elon Musk is not risk averse,
2: right? He is he's Oh Lord, no. He loves no. taking a risk. There is too much. You could have of, too much uh, risk.
0: Yeah. You could have too much. Yeah. Risk. But
2: there, there, there it depends on like look, at size and stage, you're super big. Like it makes sense. You gotta be a little bit more risk averse or like risk a whole bunch of your money. Uh, and Google, you know, has tried to launch other new things uh, through, like, the alphabet structure of, like, other bets and all that. But none of those bets are super big yet. Maybe with people, Some people know Waymo. There's, like, the life sciences one. But they've uh, killed really a lot needs- of that, by the way. they fired almost everybody
0: yeah. from the uh, Area 120. Uh, they're, yeah. they're slowly killing those bets because Ruth Porat, their CFO, is so risk averse that she's just killing anything that doesn't
2: make money. This will be the most consequential year for Google yeah, in I since agree. since its since its launch, and I agree. how that's a good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. How how they handle it determines everything.
3: And they've already lost a hundred billion dollars just by being second dish. So yeah. <laughs> right, they're kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't. They but they better do something. This it is I, I, I thought
0: good. the most interesting art, uh, part of the article. The way I see it, Google has four core cultural problems. They're all the natural consequences of having a money printing machine called ads that has kept growing relentlessly every year, hiding all other sins. And the sins he talks about are no mission, no urgency, delusions of exceptionalism. I've seen that so often in Mm -hmm. Silicon Valley where you go, hey, we're the kings, Mm -hmm. we're in top. I remember I had friends at Atari in the 80s. Who said, hey, wow. we're the kings, right? We can't lose. And then finally, mismanagement. He says, unfortunately, this is not my first experience watching the gradual decay of a dominant empire. I looked th- lived through more than a decade, 1999 through 2011, at Microsoft as it slowly degraded Anything. and lost its way, right? Uh, yet yep. Google has a few strengths Microsoft didn't have as it tried to recover. It isn't a culture of ego and fiefdoms. That was the problem at Microsoft. Manu Cornet's famous picture of everybody shooting at each other. Right. The, environmental, the environment values introspection at Google. The stated core values of the company are rock solid, and there's still immense respect for Google in the external world. There is hope for Google. But <laughs> don't wait too long. I like what you said, Bill. W- I think that's right on. This is the year, isn't it? Yes.
4: Yeah. It just is. We will see. Yeah. I, we'll be covering it. Yeah. I, I know, you know, we should also not be too... I think Google can definitely recover from this like they're just like Microsoft. right? M- Microsoft definitely lived through this with you know kind of bad leadership and just all sorts of internal problems and they were able to turn it around. And I think, you know, Google's not going to go anywhere. They may have a couple of rough quarters and all that, but they got a lot of smart people still working there and they'll be able to, you know, but they got to get the right management in place. That's true. Uh, you know, there was that other article a few months ago talking about how one of the issues were people we're always creating new projects there, but then there was no support for that project going forward. And it, it, so you would get promotions for doing projects, but not promotions for right. having a successful product. No, and so no instead really to maintain their, the uh, success, right. So they just dwindle. Away they would watch it and move on. Yeah. yeah. And so this idea of Facebook, you know, it's like, you brought that up. Like he doesn't want managers to be managing managers, which, yeah, I, you know, I, I think a lot of people are on board. There should, it there shouldn't be, um, uh, like a shocking revelation to have in management, I feel like, but he he was rewarded handsomely for that. Their stock went through the roof, even though their quarter was kind of okay, because he said, I'm just going to eliminate a lot of management. And, you know, stockholders like to hear that because it's going to be, you know, the, was it the year of optimization or something he said regarding their, uh, the the way that companies could be run, but that's the smart thing. And Google probably needs to do something similar to that.
0: Do you think it's Sheryl Sandberg's departure that, that changed things at, facebook for mark that that he now can flatten the structure
2: she was for so long really running the operation it, it was the market i think and like you know like i think maybe there's a factor to cheryl but really it's the market that forced it right yeah he wanted to put a lot of money into metaverse but the metaverse side has barely been talked about since then and he's talking he's like i think uh zuckerberg has heard what the market wants to hear um and is making those changes and i think it's kind of like a founder reasserting more uh control and going into a little bit of wartime mode which he needs after what's happened with like ios changes like really hitting the ad business and them trying to go and fix it fix the core pieces and then you can go and add other pieces on top that's what's happening right now over there and and yeah google they'll be fine they have some of the smartest people on the planet we shouldn't be talking about them as like, they're like out of the fight. That's like not even yeah. close to what's happening. They, they brought like there, there's some crazy AI things that they can just pop out that will just blow people's minds. Uh, but there's like efficiency and speed and things that they will have to go and solve. And this year we'll tell like, can they do that or not? And there could be a lot of changes as a result if they can't.
0: Let's take a little break. Ben Parr is here. Uh, Old friend when did you first show up on our shows oh, ages ago when was ages. i ed-
2: i'm glad you're back we missed you for a while I, editor it was probably around my time. time. oh yeah it was it 2009 10 wow. 11
0: long time something ago. like that long time <laughs> you're only 12 it's kind of amazing <laughs> yeah god yeah yeah new podcast I'm only is called now. <laughs> you, you look at <laughs> business envy show at businessenvyshow.com you got one tech guy, one Hollywood celebrity. Lots of fun. Oh, yeah. Thank you for being here, Ben. Oh, and J.J. Stone is O-Doctor. I've known you for a long time, too. Stuart introduced well, okay, us.
3: Almost as, yep, almost as almost mm, your wife introduced us. What?
0: Were you seeing my yes. wife before we got together? <laughs>
3: Uh I, I saw her, but I knew who you were, so she did see me before I, you know. Okay. She saw you We coming. did have a drink. Okay. She thought I was funny. Yep, yeah. she did. Oh, that's right. She got an eye for talent.
0: That, that was at CES or yes. something, right? Brought us together. Uh, South by. South by. Awesome. South by. Back,
3: back when South by was South by. I
0: haven't been to South by in a while. Me either. Yeah. Great to have you, Owen. Times change. Uh, and, of course... Daniel Rubino, now editor in chief, once again. <laughs> Windows, <Yes. laughs> Windows Central. It feels like that's a
4: better job than executive editor. Or so, is yeah, it- the executive was just it was more just about content creation and not day to day management stuff. Yeah. Whereas now but now I'm back in charge and you doing, like that? Changing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm I'm undoing like four years of stuff I didn't like ah. done on our site. So you, so, sho- uh, you
0: shoved a- him aside. You said, let me add it. Let me add it, boss.
4: Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing a lot of changes and it's just been, it's been better for the staff and Good. everybody else. Good. And yeah. for vision, it's, so. it's
0: now, now with uncanny eye contact, windowscentral.com. Yeah. Actually, I've been wanting to use that NVIDIA uh, software because I have a machine with a 30, uh, 3080, I think in it. So yeah. I it would work with that, right? You don't need a 4090 uh, yeah. or something.
4: Yeah. Nope. Nope. Just an RTX, yeah, RTX, an RTX like
0: machine. Uh it'd be kind of fun to like always be staring straight at you.
4: Plus you get all the other stuff. You get the noise cancellation, yeah. Uh, the blurring. The, the blurring that's happening. It's much AI. That's much better. That looks so good. That's not, yeah, that's yeah. That's Nvidia too. Yeah, so look at your hair. It does little, everything.
0: Your little hairs, you can't it's not it really yeah. works. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I want that. I'll have to try it. I don't uh do you have to run it on Windows? Can you run it on Linux? Mm, mm. I don't know. That I don't I'll know. I'll try it. I'll see. We'll see. Our show today brought to you by somebody changing the world, Shopify. Yeah, I love Shopify. You hear that sound? That is the sound of an angel getting its wings. No, that is the sound of another sale on Shopify. That first sale is magical. That's the moment another business dream becomes a reality. And it happens all the time on Shopify. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. What's wonderful about Shopify, you start small, but no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify's there to empower you. Both confidence and control take your business to the next level. Whether you're selling fedoras or bike helmets, or in my son's case, salt, he uses Shopify. He has built a business on Shopify from zero to infinity. He now sells out every single time he gets more salt, and, and Shopify handles it all. They simplify selling online. They even simplify it in person, too. So if you've got a storefront, you can use Shopify as well so you can focus on successfully growing your business. My daughter uses Shopify, too. It, that's what I love about this. This is empowering people to start their own side hustle, to start their own business, to build from nothing to something, something you can be proud of. And Shopify does it for every sales channel, from an in-point, in-person point-of-sales system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, go to Hank's site. If you go there, that's a Shopify site. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. You can even sell across social media marketplaces, as he does. He's on TikTok. He's on Insta. Packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills in design or code. I was blown away. I said, Henry, how'd you do that? He said, Shopify. It's pretty, pretty darn impressive. And thanks to 24-7 help and an extensive business course library, if you want to learn it, Shopify's got the resources. They're there to help you support your success every step of the way. So, now, let's get serious about selling and try Shopify today. This is possibility powered by Shopify. And Man, I know it. I know it. I've seen it happen. It's amazing. Sign up for a dollar a month trial period. Dollar a month. Shopify.com slash twit, that's all lowercase, Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y, Shopify.com, slash twit. Take your business to the next level today. It was, I think it was, was it, it wasn't even a year ago that Henry started selling salt on Shopify. We bought, I know we bought him out for his first batch of to give out to all our hosts on Christmas last year. So it's been just a little over a year. And now, like, phew, it's sailing. He's he's actually hired people to do the fulfillment. He's got it's got it all wired. Shopify.com slash twit. Thank you, Shopify. Uh for all of your support. For my kids. I thank you. And for all of you. Uh let's see. New emojis coming. I always like to look at the new emojis. We've seen our first look in iOS 164, which is out in public beta now. I don't know what that shaking face is for. Uh I mean, it's like a whoa, whoa, whoa kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then talk to the hand, both left and right. I guess. Although if you put <laughs> two together, you could five. say it's this big. What is it? It's a high five. Mm. Oh, if they're next to each other, they're mm. high fiving.
3: Yeah. This big this big means. Okay. Yeah. Mm. How
0: big is that? It's this big. You have to put some spaces in there. There's a moose. There's a mule. There's eagle's wings. Sorry, uh, oh doctor. Fly eagles wings fly. Is that a crow, a duck, a jellyfish? That's a what is that plant? That's a that's a dahlia? What is that? We're lavender? La no. Nah, it's not lavender. Uh there's a ginger root, snap peas, a fan, a uh, a comb, an afro comb. Hey, hey, hey! Isn't
3: it? What other kind one. of comb would that one. be? Yeah.
0: Can I use that comb? It. No, no. I'm saying, I'm saying. Right I'm, on, I'm dude.
3: With your brother, we got, one. We got I, one. When I was growing up,
0: and I, I was sad that the afros went away because I thought afros were so cool. And they, and all my friends at afros would have the comb
3: stuck in it. They would just walk around. Yeah,
0: with just it, stuck in. Just yeah, stuck yeah. right in there. Did it was you? Great. Did you
3: ever just, have a Afros. Afros Afros are still here. uh, They're back. They haven't gone away. Um, No, they're back. My daughter has. They they, they never left. Afros have been around. (laughs) You know, uh, it's just not in your community, Uncle Leo. You don't see it all the time. But in my community, it has never gone away. Uh, And uh, yes, I had an Afro. I had an Afro so big. One time I was riding my bicycle and I got a bee stuck in my ass and it me out. Okay, and it you gotta me a put a picture. Minutes to get it out. Do you
0: have any pictures? I want some pictures. You gotta put a picture oh, in the Discord I, I, or something.
3: I, I, I do have pictures of me in a fro. I, I want to see oh, you in oh, a fro
2: because right crazy. now, when was this? <laughs> yeah, long, long. <laughs> hey, ago. hey, look,
3: ben, ben, I got glasses on because I love you so much. You are gonna disrespect no, me? Look,
2: and my- I got nothing. I haven't had <laughs> it. In, I can't have a fro in decades. I want one so
3: badly. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs>
3: uh, when, I, I, when I when I got out of high school, my hair started running away from me. That's what happened. Oh, to me. really? That quickly? That's sad. Yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. see a picture of
0: you and in, in your fro. I'm, There's I'm also a, a a wooden flute. I live
3: through Leah now. Leah's got all my fros Good so. for
0: her. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Shaking face, pink heart, light blue heart, gray heart. Now I've only recently learned that the color of the heart is relevant, germane. Like, you don't send a red heart to a friend, right? Is that right? What do you who do you send a blue heart <laughs> to or a gray heart? That seems bad. That seems like a yeah, it's like a dead heart, dead heart, We're, like a jinx.
2: We need to have some Gen Z's on, uh, to yeah, so translate it all. Translate,
0: yeah. yeah. Pink heart has been a popular request for some time. Uh, <laughs> this is from emojipedia the light blue heart and gray heart close some notable gaps within the heart emoji color spectrum oh thank God oh boy <laughs> uh, in Congrats fact there's a now. they have a whole PDF that they've put out on the uh, on the emoji color spectrum examining emoji color space is a strategy for improving the coverage of the heart emoji this is Jennifer Daniel writing on behalf of the Unicode Emoji Subcommittee to the Unicode Technical Committee. This is how you, by the way, this is how you get a new emoji. is You you write these long, scholarly-like papers.
3: Well, I identify as a black heart, just so we get that clear, so nobody gets yeah. any kind of confusion. No,
0: but, but the black heart's useful, lifestyle. right? That's saying something. So here's a... Uh, Here's the entire color space. <laughs> you can see oh there's my. there's big gaps in the uh, P3 wow. DCI P3 yeah, color space. What about purple hearts. There's no, yeah. We need purple hearts,
3: right? Those are those are safe for our veterans. We're not we're yes. not playing these games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> certain colors so, are
0: preserved. So amazing the attention put into this. Uh, wow, I don't. It's a there's charts there's. So, but I want her to tell us what it means. Yeah, what does it mean?
2: It's not what, known what? yet. Is that's the thing? It's going to be known once the Gen Zs get their hands on it and they make what you know. They tell we me don't what know this.
4: Yet. I just want to know. I just want to know when I should not use things because that's what gets people exactly trouble, right. Like they go, "Dad, yeah.
0: that's the pansexual flag," and then I go, <laughs> "What's pansexual?" And they say, "Dad," and I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. So, well, we now have it. If you need it, <laughs> Gen Z, you you've got it. Uh, the two pushing hands emoji could be combined to create a distinct high five emoji. Look at that. You put the little dynamite explosion in there and you really you got it going on. I still want to know what that plant is. Hyacinth. That's a hyacinth. Hyacinth. Hyacinth.
3: Hyacinth. Why? I, I would have thought it was lavender too when you said it. I was like, "That's a good answer. Good answer." Yeah, it can like, oh, be used
0: to talk about the actual flower, true. flowers in general, or the color purple. Can also be used in reference to springtime. May be used as part of the symbolic table setting for Nowruz, the Persian New Year. Oh, so they use hyacinths to celebrate their New Year, and then you could see all the different uh, uh, stylings, uh, you know, from the various folk of hyacinths anyway that's probably gave more time to that story than it really, really deserved <laughs>
4: but, eat your heart out egyptians
0: <laughs> yeah what about your new working. year huh yeah. big changes coming speaking of google to uh, youtube susan Wojcicki, who was i think the 16th employee at google has been running youtube for a long time she is stepping down She'll be replaced by her longtime lieutenant, according to Recode, Neil Mohan, in a a letter sent to a a YouTube employee's Wojcicki said she was leaving in in order to, (laughs) I want you guys to tell me what this means, because between the lines, there's something here, start a new chapter focused on my family, Mm. health, and personal projects I'm passionate about. Pushed out. Pushed out, or wants to spend more time (laughs) with her money, which is it? I
2: don't know. Yeah, I don't think uh, she was. So it's hard YouTube, to know. YouTube has no. been
0: amazing. This has been one of the few real successes at Google.
2: I, I think, like after a certain amount of time, you really do just get tired. That's my yeah. gut gasp. Yeah, and, like, and when
0: you vest enough shares to have, oh, I don't know, five hundred million dollars, why would you work?
4: Or, or maybe she also knows that something's coming down the road. Oh, let's say that YouTube. There you go. Bad you news know, she coming. knows, like, TikTok and everything, it's going to really oh, start years. to eat into them. And, you know, so she's like, I'm just getting out now. I and, think that's yeah.
0: why Sheryl Sandberg left Facebook. I think Sheryl Sandberg definitely saw it coming and said, I'm well, getting out of here before it's too late.
2: Well, if you're Sheryl, I like, why deal with it anymore? Yeah. And, like, you yeah. made your life and career. And, like, you know, there was a point where we talked about her running for president. And then Cambridge Analytica and Trump and everything else happened. Uh, just go and spend time with your. She just got married. Spend time with your husband. You're talking about Cheryl, why, yeah, 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 Why stress? Why stress? Like, th- why stress? There's, there's like, why stress when you could just chill? You could pay well, I for
4: mean, a beat. You're a startup guy though, fair, right? Those- so you're you <laughs> people thrive on it.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, so this is my question for you, Ben, because you're you're a serial entrepreneur. You're the kind of guy that doesn't relax and take the money and
2: go to the beach. You keep doing the, the next thing, right? This is, uh, the existential question of every entrepreneur. Once I think <laughs> if I think, look, the reason why you would do another thing is because there's a mission. Like, okay. Uh, there's a default of like, okay, chill. If I like make the, like the, like F you money, whatever you want to call that number. Yeah. But if that, then I figure out the cure for cancer, yeah, I'm going to go and do that because that is like a life fish and I'm going to go change people's lives. You truly believe what you're doing is going to transform people's lives for the rest of time. You're going to give up whatever personal thing in favor as an entrepreneur in favor of the rest of the world. But I know some entrepreneurs. Uh I'll give you one example. MySpace Tom, friend. Uh He, gave, he did he, MySpace. He cashed in, didn't he? And he just He, so, I, I'm done. he goes on the beach. Yeah. He's like hanging out in Hawaii, yeah. he's having the best time ever. He came he, he's up,
0: the happiest person I know. He came up here with uh, uh, Trey, uh, and uh, we went out for uh, tacos. <laughs> As a picture uh, of me walking with uh, with MySpace Tom over to uh, McNear's, We had uh, their Korean tacos. He said they were the best street tacos he'd had outside of L.A., and then went back to his mansion in L.A. He's like travels the world and does photography. I think that's why he was hanging out with Trey. He has all the time in the world.
2: I I There's remember one yeah. time. Yeah. I, I he well, I met, the first time I met him. We spent three and a half hours just chatting uh, over tea at a coffee shop in Brentwood. You don't have yeah. if you've sold your company, you don't care anymore, and you just want to hang out. That's what you get to but do. But he's unusual,
4: right? He's unusual. Yes. He's, yeah, he's mean, the exception. Yeah. You could also point out that maybe he's never the entrepreneur type. That I don't think he was saying got into yeah. it in you know lucked out, but he just decided that's he doesn't want that lifestyle. Where some people you know are like really into it. That's what they they live to do. Right.
0: I mean, I know so many people like uh, our friend Louis Lemur, who just can't sit still. Right. It just got to do the next thing. Everybody, by the way, uh who is ever on MySpace knows who Tom is. Because he's your first friend, he was the guy yeah. looking over his shoulder at the blackboard. Because that's yeah. the, that was the picture. That was that was how little uh, MySpace was. Uh, so anyway, Susan Wojcicki got into the whole thing by renting her garage to Larry and Sergey in nineteen ninety eight when they were starting Google. Uh,
3: they couldn't. Classic they, story, huh? Classic story. It's a great
4: story. Yeah, the isn't garage. It? Yeah. It, no, all, all entrepreneurs, tech, start tech guys in the garage. In the garage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they. I mean,
0: There's let's be honest. They started at Stanford. Stanford still gets a lot of money from Google right. every year. They started yeah. at Stanford, but then at some point they said, "Well, we want to do our own business, so we got to move out of Stanford." Hey, look over here. Somebody's got a garage. <laughs> and then Susan Wojcicki, her sister Anne, runs Twenty Three and Me. Her mom is very, uh, I think, uh, very involved in community uh, stuff. She, they're an interesting family, the Wojcickis. So anyway, 25 years at Google. She's retiring. Uh, Seriously, Susan, if you think you want to run a small podcast enterprise and just kind of take it from zero to a million, uh, I know somebody who could help you out there. (laughs) Just in case you want to get back into it, right? Uh, Let's see here. What else is going on? Patch Tuesday was uh, last Tuesday. (laughs) I throw in another Windows story just for you, Daniel. Even I don't know this
4: one. <laughs> I, I, I
0: I don't do Patch Tuesdays. It's just <laughs> it's an endless parade, a litany of yeah. exploits. Who needs to know? Actually, the reason is Jermaine. Both Apple and Microsoft this week fixed zero days that were actively being exploited. Uh, yeah. And this is this is what's so scary about you know the the modern world. Apple had a problem in Web WebKit. They had to put out a patch for everything: iOS, uh, iPad OS, Mac OS. I think even Watch OS and TV OS were updated because WebKit had a z- essentially zero-click exploitable flaw. That somebody with malicious content on a website—if you went to that website—you'd be owned. That'd be it. You're done. Uh, that is kind of as bad as it gets. Microsoft fixed three actively exploited zero-day vulnerabilities. Uh, it just keeps happening.
4: I don't know. I don't know why. So do you think, getting back to AI, AI is going to play an important role in doing this, both (sighs) in looking at code Mm. and being able to spot these things, as well as using AI to do, like, hacks on itself to see if it can find these flaws? Because that seems like a pretty good uh, use of technology. I, I, okay, so this is a good
0: example of, is that uh, anthropomorphizing AI? If it's just uh, spicy autocorrect... How's it going to know if there's a security flaw? And yet we've seen it write code. Certainly that's what Copilot does. Uh, But it writes code without understanding the code. I don't know. That's an interesting question. But it does write it really well. Uh, Yeah, because it's
2: copying from somebody else, basically. there's, There's definitely AIs being built to help try to identify vulnerabilities. But vulnerabilities falls into this category same as like writing opinion pieces or investigative journalism where you have to like think critically about like oh like i'm gonna push on the edge of this thing and then i'm gonna push on the edge of this thing and then like find the like little hole and that's just not a thing that the existing ai systems can do really well they will be getting better and better at it and i do think at some point a lot of vulnerabilities could be patched by ai but Humans will always find some unique way to break stuff up. We'll say, and for now, at least, I think uh, this is the one area where, uh, like, it's. I am trying to write a list of like all the jobs where AI is not going to immediately replace a bunch of people, or at least, like, could be much harder. And like, investigative journalism on this is on this list. Like, uh, like the sec- like person who is checking for those security vulnerabilities is probably another one. Uh, just because that is requires some unique level of human intuition. We do know now. that we do
0: know that AI <laughs> Chat GPT specifically can write malware. Steve Gibson uh, talked about this on Security Now. Uh, Cybersecurity researchers from Checkpoint have observed a tool being used by cyber criminals to improve and sometimes build from scratch malware and ransomware using Chat GPT. Uh it's not the most sophisticated malware, but it works. It's potentially a big problem. I don't know. Is it this is that a different I think it's different to create malware than to find bugs. I don't know. I don't know. Well, this is all gonna be very interesting. I think you're right. I think we do have to do this week in AI. Or I'm sorry. <laughs> what do we call it? Yeah. Artificial intelligence. Definitely not evil.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that that's google's tagline by the way i know it's exactly definitely took that from. we're definitely yeah. no evil yeah that's hey, definitely where that came before
0: from before we wrap things up i do want to show you something a new sponsor that we have really been having fun playing with called miro m-i-r-o some of you may be familiar with miro the idea of miro is uh it is a blank slate a, 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 a networked shareable whiteboard that can be almost anything. So one of the hard things about talking about Miro is, is it, it it's so amorphous you can do anything with it. We're building an Ask the Tech Guy board right now. We're going to use it for preparing our show, Ask the Tech Guys. Mike and I are, are working on that right now. Miro can be so many things. Uh, it and what's great about it is it opens up and democratizes collaboration. And input. If you've got a team with some people at home, some people at work, some people working nights, some people working days, you'll love Miro. It's a collaborative visual whiteboard that brings all your great work in one, to one place. And everybody can access it from home, in a hybrid workspace, online, any time of the day. So you could put an idea there. Somebody can respond to that later in the day. It gives product teams a perpetual space where they can drag and drop insights and data so that nothing's lost, everything stays. And you can scale it up and down so you can zoom out to see the big picture or zoom in to see the details. Miro covers all kinds of use cases. You can build visual assets. You can present findings. It's fantastic for your next uh, Zoom call or Google Meet call because if you're doing a brainstorm on a call, you can have a timer, you can have polls. There's all these interactive features you can use to make that meeting more effective. You can build out your product vision on a Miro board by brainstorming with sticky notes and comments, live reactions, that voting tool. It helps you come to consensus quickly. You could set a timer, say we got thirty minutes to do this. Express yourself in creative ways, bring the whole group together around one idea, whether it's a quick wireframe, a drawing, a doodle. You do forget the napkin, just do it on the on the Miro. Or you can do kind of a mood board with clipping and pasting in images and mockups from the Miro board. People who use Miro. Find it transformational. On average, they report saving 80 hours a user a year just by streamlining conversations and cutting down meeting times. As a result, Miro gives your team the chance to always stay connected to real-time information. Gives the project managers the product leads a bird's-eye view of the whole project. You can create a Kanban board and assign tasks. It's great for Agile. Make sure nothing slips through the cracks. Get your first three boards for free start working better. Miro, M-I-R-O dot com slash podcast, M-I-R-O dot com slash podcast. When you're at Miro, check out the Miroverse. This is where I got a lot of inspiration. And if you're kind of still wondering, as I was, you know, what's going on? What is Miro? Go to the Miroverse. These are projects from the Miro community that they've uploaded that you can use as a template, a starting point, (laughs) Spongebob Retro. Sustainability infused user journey mapping. You can use it for icebreakers. There's some of my favorites are. There's somebody from the UK government who uploaded uh, a Harry Potter retrospective. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what they're doing with it. But here's the thing: you can find out if you want by just adding that template, using that template for your own brainstorming. It's uh, it's. I just think it's it's fantastic. There's a Beatles. Uh, retrospective here. Midnight sailboats. <laughs> get some ideas in the Miroverse. Start playing with Miro. I guarantee you, you will get inspiration. You will get ideas, and you'll get it done. That's why uh, we're going to develop this Miro board for Ask the Tech Guys. Which is how we're going to plan the show from now on. And uh, and once we do, I'll sh- I'll share it with you, and uh, show you show you more. Right now, it's kind of a secret, but uh, uh, that's coming. That's coming soon. So thank you, Miro, for your support. Thank you for helping us make our shows better. Let Miro help you make your business better. Miro, M-I-R-O dot com slash podcast. Uh, And this Thursday, they're having a getting started with Miro webinar. So this would be a good time to to go in there. Miro, thank you, Miro. Now, I want to remind you that this isn't the only show on the network. All week long, we've been having great fun. In fact, that's why Victor made us this little mini movie to share with you. Nate oh. Pruitt, hands-on photography, our community manager in the uh, Club Twit. This is the uh, <laughs> this is the Aunt Seal of Disapproval. No, thank you, sir. Which no, is you, you like grimacing and it says, "No, thank you, sir." Then here's Ant's Seal of that. Approval. Now that's legit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I worked so much, so hard on my neck and my traps, and he cut my neck and my traps. Oh out. yeah, goes, come on. There oh. should be some biceps at least. Come there. on, yeah. man.
2: That's real terrible. I'm so sorry, Ant. Previously on Twit,
0: Hands on Mac.
3: Coming up on Hands on Mac, I am going to show you how to
0: provide some remote support for people who are struggling on their iPhones and their iPads and even their Macs. Mac Break Weekly. Jason got his HomePods. Problem is not how they sound. The problem is that AirPlay is not reliable, that
3: Siri is not reliable, and that the stereo pair system that they built is not reliable. Oh, no,
0: that's disappointing. This Week in Google.
3: I think that generative AI, like ChatGPT, is going to absolutely kill search. Uh, the reason is, is not because it's going to give better answers. The reason is that it's very trivial to build it into other things. It's going to be literally everywhere, and every time you're doing anything, the generative AI will be right there with you. As a partner, twit. Now that's legit.
0: <laughs> hey, that's our new slogan, twit. Now that's legit.
2: Thank you, Aunt Pruitt, for that one. <laughs> Leo, yeah. we have to get this week in AI up. And uh, I think I might that have to do it. That has to happen.
0: It's big, it's really dominated all of our shows for the last month. Uh, it's both fascinating and it's hard to understand or hard to decide for me anyway whether it's gimmicky or it's transformative. You guys have done a good job. I've already
3: told to this it. to you twice. You yeah. have your answer after today, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. I didn't. I've. I, I, what did I? I've been on this thing for over ten years. I told you VR is trash. I told you I the metaverse you. is trash. I agree normal, with you. And I've been right. Yep. We still aren't in Mars, so yeah. I'm telling you, AI is real. Get on the bandwagon. How could it be though? Wait a minute. To get now, on wait the a minute. Bandwagon. I gotta say, Owen, you were right about the first
0: three. Don't you worry that maybe you'll be wrong about this one. That this is just yet another. <laughs>
3: BS idea coming from big tech in Silicon Valley. So here's the thing. Oh, so, to that point, uh, I love how so many crypto bros are now AI bros. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's what scares me. It is scary. But you know what the difference is? One thing, oh, sure, you can make some money, but you could also lose your shirt. <laughs> and if you're playing
0: these games, you get a prize. Well, that's but the good AI, news about OpenAI. They're not asking for my money, really.
3: It's not. Oh, Uncle Leo, I'm, I wouldn't steer you wrong. Yeah. I'm usually right. And if I'm not yeah. right, you know what happens? What? I shut up. Okay. If I don't know. Nothing, Are you going to print my the
0: T-shirt shut. that says AI is the next big thing and bury that in your yard and come back in
3: five years I and might. tell us. I'm, I'm, I might have I something in cooking, you know? Yeah, oh, I think
2: you should. Uh, Owen is a human crystal ball. Uh, and people should just pay him lots of money for him to tell what will and will not happen. But I totally agree. We we are entering something fundamentally different here.
0: This week, a big week, uh, we will be watching this with interest on Tuesday. The Supreme Court hears arguments in Gonzalez versus Google. This is a very important case that m- could jeopardize, I hope I'm not overstating this, I don't think I am, the Internet as we know it. Uh, because the argument and the the suit was filed by a family uh, of a young woman who was killed in a terrorist attack in Paris in a cafe uh, by uh, Islamic terrorists. Their con- the family's contention is that Google promotes terrorism algorithmically on YouTube. Maybe this is why Susan <laughs> Wojcicki quit. Uh, mm-hmm. And and they want they're suing them. They're saying we got you got to stop doing that. Google says we're protected by Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which says we have the right to moderate, to delete, or, or not, but not to be liable for stuff other people put on our platform. So we're not liable for terrorist videos that are put on YouTube. We're going to take them down as quick as we can, but you can't sue us because they exist. They also say we're not liable. If the algorithm recommends them, you got to have algorithms in the world In fact, a bunch of Reddit uh, moderators anonymously, Supreme Court allowed them for the first time in my memory to anonymously uh, put up a a Mika's brief saying we use uh, we use these recommendation engines, these tools to help us moderate. We need the power to moderate, or Reddit would be a cesspool. Uh, I I think that there's some of the argument is misguided that that a lot of these people, by the way. The Biden administration has now filed a brief in support of limiting Section 230 along with uh, J- Ted Cruz of Texas and Josh Hawley of Missouri uh, for different reasons. But, but, but both sides don't like Section 230. But my problem is they're all looking at big tech. They're all saying, well, see, it allows Google or Twitter or Facebook to get away with murder. And they're forgetting us the little guys who have communities, we have an IRC, we have a forums, we have a Mastodon instance, we have Discord chat. If we lost our liability protection, uh, which could very well happen in this case, we'd have to shut them down because I can't afford to face hundreds of frivolous lawsuits over content not
4: posted by me, but posted by our community. Uh, I would I never ma- understood. This yeah. will affect you too, like under-
0: Windows Central, if you have comments.
4: Yeah. I never understood how people don't understand like that's why we have communities and how the internet works and how everything grew. I guess we could talk about, and this is where the Democrats come in, right? They actually want more moderation and then the Republicans want less because freedom of speech. But I this freedom of speech thing drives me nuts because it's like, I get it, but that's not, it's not a, the freedom of speech is not a constitutional issue here. It's it's not. We're talking about private property and when you own a website or you know a service it's private property it's no different than if like someone came into your house and started protesting you could be like please get out of my house they can't go well freedom of speech you can go like yeah private property trumps that get out of off of my property but this whole thing with this section 230 is just strange to me because it's like the same people who advocated for free market and private property and all this are now like well Twitter is so big, it should be a public square. It's like, says who? Like, It's not that big. Of all the social networks, Twitter is actually one of the lowest in terms of engagement and usage and people who are actually on it. It's not a town square just because you say it is. And even so, we can't just snap our fingers and decide, well, now we're going to throw out all the laws and make that some sort of protected entity, unless you want to nationalize it. But no one wants a national. No one wants that. I mean, they, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> now you're a socialist, right? So it's, yeah. like, it's such a weird <laughs> thing that the people who uh, defend capitalism and private property are now all of a sudden like, well, no, you know, this is a community thing. Like, really? We're all now part of this, like, socialist thing? I don't know. It's weird. I think part of this is that it's it's safe
0: and easy for a politician from the left or the right to attack big tech right now. But watch oh, yeah, out. Definitely. Watch out. Because it's not just big tech. And uh, you know you can make them the your poster child for bad things, but frankly, Section Two Thirty gives us the right to moderate. If somebody says something that's bad uh, in our chat or our forums, we can we can stop them, we can ban them, we can kick them out, we can delete their messages. And Section Two Thirty means they can't come back and sue us. So if you yeah. get rid of Two Thirty, you're losing the right to moderate, as well as the. The right not to moderate. Uh, people post stuff on these sites. I don't want to be liable for it. And even if you're actively moderating, as Google is on YouTube, they're taking those videos down. Now, what about the contention, and this is the Biden administration's contention, that you can save 230, just take out the part where it's making algorithmic recommendations.
2: Should should that be protected? This- this is so the case is like and it's like really worth going deep into this case and I uh I do recommend there's uh a, a YouTube channel Legal Eagle and he's, yeah, he's goes great. in depth onto the, he's, he's fantastic yeah. he has a great video on this specific subject but it, they're not going after all of Section two hundred and thirty in this lawsuit. They're going after. Uh, they're trying to claim that uh, YouTube is acting as a publisher because of the algorithm. So basically, that because the algorithm is curating and recommending something, it should be but outside of Section two hundred and thirty. That's also but that what, is dangerous.
0: Yeah, well, that's that's uh, that's but an editor does. That's what you
2: do. Uh, you know, I mean. Uh, so, but the, that's the point they're trying to say. If that's what a, if what an, an editor would do, an editor wouldn't have the right. Editors to are protected. Just publishing? No, editors. Well, it are depends protected. on the which. It depends if you say uh, editor for a news website might be not protected. No news websites editor, are
0: also protected by two thirty.
2: So, uh, and that would be yes. Then, if 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 the Supreme Court in this case decided to strike it down, chaos all across. Oh, can everything on you imagine in the internet?
0: But And and I guess the question, and by the way, I argued at first in in favor of this kind of limited interpretation of, well, you don't need algorithms. The problem is who defines what's a good algorithm or a bad algorithm? Right. And that's what Reddit moderators are saying. And that was what convinced me is, no, no, we use algorithms. We need algorithms. That's how we find the bad content. There's so much volume. We need algorithms. And if you ban them, you really cause huge problems. There is a very good go to tech Dirt. They have a page on Tech Dirt uh, about Section 230 called Somebody on the Internet is Wrong, in which they explain uh, Section 230 in great detail and why all of the things the Biden administration, Josh Hawley, and Ted Cruz say are not not accurate, not not real. Yeah. And, uh, and and they're, they're, they're straw men because they don't like whatever they don't like. But we, I think, and I think I'm not alone in this. I think the EFF agrees, Epic agrees. We need Section 230, or there will not be, the only thing left on the internet will be big companies that can defend themselves. Uh, There will not be communities. It's very, very dangerous. Owen, do you have an opinion on this?
3: (laughs) The the basic opinion is, again, when you say things are scary and they Mm -hmm. have to have solutions, we don't have the proper tools to fix the things that need to be fixed. Yeah. And at least people are bringing attention to it uh, because so many things, there's so much going on right now. There's something like this, like we, we need to have focus on it and we need to make sure that we're doing the right things to ensure that things get worked out because right now it's like stuff's flying at you and then we forget to do the things that you need to get done. And then everybody will complain later when something goes wrong. So
2: yeah. The there's it's an open question how this Supreme Court would vote on this. And I'm sure there's some legal analyst who can tell me what they think each one would vote. But if it got struck down, I would expect Congress to scramble very quickly to write an updated law. But it would also have its tons of issues. It would there would be chaos for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot, of
4: yeah. The, a lot of these people involved don't know tech. That's Kind of the problem, and then you get lobbyists. That's the involved. biggest problem. Yeah, <laughs> that's the biggest and problem. So it's uh, it's a uh, it's kind of scary, and, and I think part of it too. Getting back to the publisher thing, and that that riles a lot of people, uh, especially on the right. You know, it's like, well, you want it both ways, and like, yes, <laughs> we do want it both ways as a publisher and a website because I want my you know First Amendment right to publish things, but I also want to be able to moderate my community. And I think a lot of the um, know people who are against this stuff have just never run a website or community or any kind of business because when you do, you want to curate the community so that they get the best experience. And if it's just total chaos and horrible things are being posted, no one wants to use your service because it's terrible. So I want to just call one
2: last thing because like most politicians do not know what they're talking about. This Uh, One positive, there is a congressman, Don uh, Bayer. I think I'm saying his name correctly. He's actually, he's 72, and he's getting a machine learning degree at university right now. Bravo. Well, and Ron Wyden
0: wrote this uh, during the process of negotiating the Communications Decency Act. He and others were concerned about the impact it would have on free discussion on the Internet. So he wrote, and it's, it's brief, it's beautiful, it's like a constitutional a uh, clause it's just very simple but it's 23 words that protect the internet and it's so important it's not the only case the supreme court will be hearing this week the next day they're hearing another case uh relatives of Nauras uh, alas alasaf a Jordanian citizen was killed in an islamic attack in Istanbul in 2017 His family is accusing Twitter, Google, and Facebook of aiding and abetting the spread of militant Islamic ideology. This doesn't specifically address 230, but it's the very next day. I will be listening with interest to both day's uh, arguments. Uh, And, of course, we won't know until the court rules uh, in the spring, but uh, it makes me very nervous. And when when I see President Biden, Josh Hawley, and Ted Cruz in the same boat, I get very, very afraid. Uh, this is this. If you get both the left and the right uh, agreeing on something like this, uh, I think there's a great, it, great chance it's going to happen.
3: It reminds me of like politicians running over CDs and telling me that you know crime is because people make music and rap yeah, music, right. and yep. the video games are going to destroy. I'm like, <sighs> so the people living in impoverished neighborhoods. Reporting through music what they're living through is not the problem of the fact that they're living in poverty and exactly. in those dangerous situations. Thank you. It's the fact that they make music that sounds cool telling people yeah. hey we're living in hell here yeah you can get some help yeah Th- that's the actual problem and again it's been the same thing that's why i wish we had term limits in every single position and I, I love you uncle leo but i'm trying to cut people off at 65 at the legal age of retirement you can no longer be a politician and Amen. yes everybody's got to go to but, school as, and take some kind of as, test
0: as I, I have to say as ben pointed out there are plenty of people over 65 who are taking the time, are learning the information. You, I'm 66. You
3: say plenty. You say co- plenty. I could I be why sh- between. You're saying
0: I shouldn't <laughs> be able to serve. I think I have a pretty good sense of what this is. I,
3: I'm, I'm saying you've got a pretty good gig. And you're not going to go be a politician. Well, I'm not running for Congress. I, I'm you're saying right. that you were—you right. were, were probably one of the thirteenth wonders of the world. The fact that you keep so much knowledge in your brain, you should be doing something All more right. for society. All to right. be honest and fair, but right now you got a good gig. I'm not trying to put you out there you're or to pass. the best. Okay, do your job. Leo. I don't you're think. I, I don't the the think. Rule. Well, as an old guy, age
0: shouldn't be the litmus test for knowledge of technology. Yeah. I agree.
3: Well, it shouldn't be, but I'm trying to put some. I'm trying to put some parameters in here. I'm trying to. I'm trying to gap this thing. I'm trying. You might even be AI. Bill Gates is over sixty five.
0: Uh, Steve Jobs would be over sixty five. I mean, th- this, they're we're, not politicians. It's, it's my generation that changed the world. So you could thank me very much. And I'm my and my <laughs> elder your friends,
4: gener- you're you're not. We'll gonna be on the porch
0: playing checkers. Just you know, world world
4: thing.
3: thing. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh goodness. <laughs> Your generation changed the world. We did. Right. <laughs> okay, 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 Boomer. All right. <laughs>
0: Knew
3: this would happen. Every, Every generation I'm not changed, here changed the world. I'm not here with, That's true. Exactly. Every I'm out here with. You know, we used to have kids mining in coal mines, and now we don't. You know, remember we had kids at the farm, and they couldn't read. A lot of people changed the world, Uncle Leo. Okay, y'all had a little part to it, but right now I'm trying to put y'all out the pastor and the political sphere. 30, whatever the age it starts, 18 to 65. At 65, go live your life. It's on the podcast, have,
2: our empire. You know, our, go our, do what you're doing. Our, our, all right, solution uh, for Senate. Every six years, it is only people over 65, and then the next six years, it's only people under 45. <laughs> and then you just alternate <laughs> Oh, God. I, I know it's not real. <laughs> no, no.
0: All of those draconian <laughs> solutions. And clear, yeah, ben, take the
2: glasses off, Ben. That
3: sounded terrible. You, I know it's terrible. Right now. That was not Ben. And take the glasses off. That, that was bad.
2: <laughs> All right. I surrender the glasses. It is a terrible you, idea. I'll tell you who's
0: ruining the world. You kids with your TikTok, the TikTok mm-hmm. Kia Challenge, which uh, has led to hundreds of car thefts nationwide and including at least 14 reported crashes and eight fatalities, according to NHTSA, the National Highway uh, traffic safety administration thieves known as the kia boys with a z sounds like a rap star to me would post instructional videos about how to bypass it was actually trivially easy to bypass the vehicle's security system using a usb cable many 2015 to 2019 hyundai and kia vehicles have lack of something called electronic immobilizers that prevent the thieves from just breaking in and bypassing the ignition. Of course, in my day, with a screwdriver, you just pull the ignition wires out from under the <laughs> steering column and you could jump start the car, but that's another story. You open the door with a hanger and you get in there mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, the feature is uh, standard equipment on, on other vehicles from other manufacturers. Uh, Hyundai and Kia are now offering free software updates for millions of their cars to help protect they're going to update the theft alarm software logic this is their fix that will make the alarm
3: sound instead of for just 30 seconds for a minute <laughs> that's nice. the fix. that so uh, a Philadelphia Eagles player had his car stolen the day of the the San Francisco game yeah someone stole his like high end kia genesis whatever it was and I'm just thinking to myself, like, okay, so you're going to make the alarm. Like, I'm working, bro. I'm at work overnight, an eight-hour shift in the middle of an Amazon warehouse. I can't even go to the bathroom. You think I'm going to hear this alarm going off for half an hour, an hour? I'm not. Like, I need it fixed. I need the problem. Just fix it. Fixed. I don't, that being I
1: don't said, I think
3: they can. Every car could be stolen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh no, but every every car could be stolen. You know what I mean? You get the right equipment, you can rob somebody's crib with a signal jammer and then parlay I the agree. signal from the I key agree. that's right in by the door. Yeah. I'm not. Oh wait, I'm not telling about how to do it. I'm just saying it can be done. I'm Just gonna get it to you know what? Down. Get a garage, my
2: friends. Get a garage. <laughs> uh, if you want to get owen's tips on how to steal cars using <laughs> like signal blockers go to his tiktok uh, this is an uh, interesting thing of how tiktok can like make an entire trend so quickly and like spread knowledge so quickly yeah. like good knowledge and bad knowledge doesn't matter Just knowledge like,
0: is knowledge right it's power it's powerful it's an amazing so platform for that um Let's see. What else? I'm just I'm getting the seeds in the stems here. Those stories that have filtered down to the bottom. Uh, Sam, Sam Bankman Freed is in trouble. You know, he's prevented. He's the guy who founded FTX. He's uh, out on a quarter million dollars bail staying with mom and dad on the Stanford campus. Uh, but one of the one of the provisions of his bail was he couldn't use signal or any encrypted message messenger because they're afraid he would attempt to tamper with witnesses. Uh now he's in trouble for using a VPN. <laughs> he uh, at least twice has used a VPN to surf the net. His lawyers say he wanted to watch the freaking Super Bowl. <laughs> and, he, and he couldn't watch it because it was the February 12th was one of the days. Uh and he couldn't watch it but he had a uh, he had a uh some sort of NFL Plus subscription that he was going to use, and you uh, need to use a VPN for it. But the government says no, no, I can't.
2: Fox, Fox, Fox was it out for free in their app. You could watch it on Fox for free. I don't know. I, I, I have only saying. one thing to say for this story, which is: if he was not rich and white, his bail would have been revoked, and he'd be in jail. And he should be in jail right now.
3: Keep the glasses on, Ben. Keep the
0: glasses on. Smart man. He's a smart man. Rich and white. That's right. Spot on. But if you're going to get arrested, it does help to be rich and white. I'm just saying. Um, (laughs) Coming up with a quarter billion dollars bail is, you know, that's a good start. Where'd that money
2: come from? I thought he was bankrupt. There's some guarantors. They think they went public. They're like other members of the Stanford faculty or something. I think I saw that.
0: Yeah. His parents are professors at Stanford. BuzzFeed has launched quizzes created by AI, Infinity Quizzes. Are you ready for an Infinity Quiz? Six quizzes, four playing on Valentine's Day, one sponsored by an advertiser, one just for premium subscribers. Uh, The quizzes are powered by Buzzy the Robot using OpenAI's API, trained in a blend of text, code, and information prior to June 2021. So don't ask questions from the old time, the early, the new times. Uh, here are some just in case you want to take them. Create your own rom-com. Generate a breakup text. Date your celebrity crush. Find your soulmate. Hint, it's a houseplant. Create your own cinematic universe for you and your friends. Or create a cult for you and your friends.
3: I can date my celebrity crush. Would you like to? Yeah, Ryan Gosling is my guy. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just I just want to be his friend. Like, oh, he's like the coolest yeah. guy in crushes the world. Crushes could just, I just be want friendships. To be his friend. Yeah, crushes could be friendships.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh data I mean, brokers. Ryan
3: Gosling. I might be a little bit more. Data
0: Ryan. brokers, you might Ryan. want to watch out for this then, are selling your mental health data. And it's not illegal. One company advertised, this is from an article in the Washington Post, one company advertised the names and home addresses of people with depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress, or bipolar disorder. Another sold a database featuring thousands of aggregated mental health records starting at $275 per thousand ailment contacts. Wow. Data brokers. This is a study published this week by a team at Duke University's Sanford School of Public Policy they contacted data brokers to say, hey, what kind of mental health information I could, could I buy? She found 11 companies, the researcher Joanne Kim, found 11 companies willing to sell bundles of data that included information on what antidepressants people were taking, whether they struggle with insomnia or attention issues, details on other medical ailments, including Alzheimer's disease or bladder control difficulties. Some of the data was offered in aggregate form, that would, for instance, allow a buyer to know a rough estimate of how many people in an individual zip code might be depressed. But other brokers offered personally identifiable data, names, addresses, incomes. One data broker sales representative pointed to a list named anxiety sufferers.
4: Consumers Can you imagine if employers get that? Oh if my like God. Like some employers abuse that? Yes. You know? Consumers with
0: clinical depression in the United States. You could even get a sample spreadsheet. This feels uh, like it should be illegal. It isn't. <laughs> How's is it? How's it not illegal? The law doesn't protect I, what, the information. This HIPAA? It's protected by HIPAA. Your doctor, your hospital, uh, health entities can't share it, but it doesn't protect the same information when it's sent anywhere else, including app makers, companies. Yeah, that you know. So if so, there, so, you know, a pharmacy, maybe, I guess a pharmacy might be protected mm-hmm.
4: by HIPAA, but the, the big, is, the big yeah.
0: culprit is, is going to be apps,
4: right? That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, this is, you know, talk about what Owen mentioned earlier about spying on yourself. I mean, this is what that is, right? This is <laughs> yeah. people entering data into, and, you know, getting back to Bing chat, people are having these conversations, but they're entering in a lot of information. Now I'm not saying Microsoft's going to identify you by name, But you're you're voluntarily putting a lot about your own psychology out there when you use these chat things. And when you use these medical apps and there's so many of them now, you're putting your information out there. And it's uh it's not surprising that this happens, but you're giving out a lot of information that's not necessarily protected by your doctor that you used to have that same relationship.
3: Terrible. And I don't have any foil right now, but these are the moments why when people make fun of me for living in a black site or when they go on my Twitter, it says I was born in 1949 or they go on Facebook and it says that I'm a white man that lives in New York City and I was born in 1942. These are the reasons why all of my information is scattered across the ethos. My phone's not my name, my house ain't my name, my car my name. They're not going to get me out here. I'm not snitching on myself. (laughs) Two of, the smartest,
0: two of the smartest people I know, you, Owen, and uh, and Doctor Father Robert Ballasare, both fuzz your identities on the net. Robert goes to huge lengths to to completely fuzz information. Uh, and it's usually and the people, I- honestly, it's usually the people who have a little bit of a dark streak to them anyway and kind of know what hackers are capable of and are aware of what can be done. Father Robert goes to DEF CON yeah. all the time.
3: And he knows. I don't trust Americans. I know better. Yeah, I know. I know what <laughs> people can do on the internet. Yeah. So I just want to say, like, oh, you give out your address. Yeah,
0: you look great for somebody who's guess, seventy-one I, years old. I just want to say that
3: right <laughs> hey, incredible. You know, black. Yeah. You know, black. black don't crack. Just so you know, that's what I say every time my birthday pops up, and they <laughs> yeah. ask me about it. But yeah, you know, <laughs> on Facebook, I'm white, so I got to finagle that a little bit. But you know, Owen, oh, they see the name and they get mostly. It, you know. I got to say, I love all people the older who say single that, dating apps.
0: People who say that out loud are mostly white. So. You, you fit right <laughs> yeah, in with yeah, the profile. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: My, my my favorite thing is advertisers I get. Like, you know, single and 70 is my jam. You know, there's a lot of good-looking grandmas out there. I mean, I love the ads I get. It's, just, it's great targeting. They're missing the boat on me. They're missing the boat. No money made.
0: Mr. Daniel Rubino, it's always a pleasure to have you on. Editor-in-chief, Windows Central. Plug something. Tell us about your great podcast. <laughs>
4: Yeah, we do the podcast every Fridays, uh, 1 PM Eastern time on our YouTube channel. And that's a, a live video broadcast. And of course, then it goes out to all the uh, podcast affiliates afterwards. And, uh, yeah. And other than that, we're just doing a, a ton of work on Windows central for Microsoft, Xbox, Windows, AI. We're going hard on the AI stuff a lot. Uh, gaming, gaming is always going to be big. And so we're covering that a lot. It's, uh, it's been, it's, it's a fun year. I have to admit, like this is one of the more interesting years to be covering tech. And so I'm very excited about it. There was a
0: long period where being a Microsoft reporter was like the fate
4: worse than death. Sure. Yeah.
0: And that's not true anymore, but the last four or five years have been really exciting and interesting.
4: Even though we don't have windows phone. Yeah. That's kind
0: of sad. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel always iPhone.
4: Daniel, show <laughs> Daniel. us your big
0: fat muff. What? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone listening to this on audio is going to be really confused. Yes, that <laughs> big. What is it? I called? know exactly
3: what he was talking <laughs> yeah. about. What is
0: that it called? <laughs> it's on his microphone. What
4: is that? A chaotica chaotica eye. They call it. It's. I still uh, I don't say, know what it's
2: doing for you, but it's working. Whatever. I still say it's the Chinese spy balloon. It looks like it's it. That too. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, yes. I'll buy that too. And thanks for the eye contact. <laughs> I have to say, oh,
0: it no makes problem. you, it, it, at, at first, if you don't know it, it's, if you know it, it's a little creepy, but, if, but at first, but if you don't know it, it makes you seem much more engaging and, and kind of, Sure. I'm kind of falling in love with you, if you don't mind me saying so.
4: Just, <laughs> Look deep into you're my looking, eyes. You're looking right
0: in my eyes. I have a
4: slightly crossed eye. You think it would fix that? Yeah, it probably would. <laughs> yeah. Because like right now, like I'm actually closing one eye.
3: What? No, you are not.
0: What? Yeah. No, you okay, are not. That's no. crazy.
4: No, it can do blanking. That's crazy. And then his eyebrow like went closing. up. You said, do
3: it again. Do it again. Put him back. Do it again. So yeah. you could tell
0: he's closing one eye because his eyebrow on the on the right is going up. Yeah. <gasps>
3: so yeah. good. Oh,
0: that's crazy. Oh. <laughs> wow, Mister Eye Contact, Daniel Rubino, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Ben Parr. He's in the Big Apple. Uh, taking taking class at the WeWork University.
2: <laughs> Thank you for finding a spot to uh, to join us. I appreciate it. I just want to talk about AI all the time. And I'm going to plug my Substack now. com. I talk about AI. And it's free. <laughs> and it's
0: free. Yeah. Every time I hear Substack, I go, oh, another subscription. But no, it's free. Uh, you should start charging for that eventually. But lots of good stuff. A really good uh, thing to follow on uh, Substack. The Social Analyst by uh, Ben Parr.
2: And Octane AI, are you going to have a big reveal soon? Big reveal soon. Building cool AI things. Uh, Just follow me somewhere. I will put it in my newsletter. Do the newsletter. Do the newsletter. We'll be announcing some very cool, there's some very cool AI things. Like legitimately cool new stuff. My co-founder, Matt Schlicht, has been engineering some crazy stuff with OpenAI for a long time and some other new things. So, yeah, I'm excited to actually talk about it at some point. At Ben Parr on the Twitter, don't forget his
0: podcast, com. So nice to see you, Ben. Thank you for being here with us today. We do twit every Sunday afternoon, 2 p.m. Right after Ask the Tech Guys, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, 2200 UTC. I mentioned that because you can watch us live if you want. Uh, we'll put it out as a podcast. You can listen at your leisure. But if you want to watch live, that's when we're on, 2 to 5, thereabouts, Eastern time. Uh, The live stream is at twit.tv slash live. That can point you to YouTube and other places, but start there. If you're watching live, you probably want to chat with uh, other viewers. A couple of places to do that. IRC, irc irc.twit.tv. That's open to all. Or if you're a Club Twit member, which I highly recommend, you can join us in the Discord. Discord is a great community. Look at, oh, Doctor's in there
3: promoting his T-shirt. Scroll up and look at his Afro. Oh, so you put a picture in there.
0: Say. This is your daughter's app. Yeah, I, I can't find mine. My, wow. my, she minor she minor doesn't, minor doesn't look film, at all like so I
3: gotta you. I got to get mine on film. <laughs> no, no, no. I, again, oh. she's white. I told you how the internet works, but keep scrolling. Oh, wow. Look at that. <laughs> wow. That's beautiful. I love your daughter.
0: Oh,
2: wow. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that fro. Ever. That hair is amazing. Coolest
0: kid the ever.
3: Only fro bigger was my dad's fro. My dad had a bigger fro than her. She tried to get it as big as my dad, and she she couldn't she couldn't top it. But does it I start to at out. a
0: certain point, does it start to lose uh
3: altitude? Oh yeah, yeah. She's got like a, 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 a six hour window before it's floppy. <laughs> 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 she's got a six hour window. <laughs> I love it. There she is, as Angela that, that's Davis. A, that's a, that's, that's good. towards the end of the six-hour window, right there. So I love it. It's to getting flop, yeah. Getting a little, flop. Yeah, get a little flop to it. Yeah. There you go.
0: <laughs> all right. Uh, so that's the Discord. That's how much fun the Discord is. You also get ad-free versions of all the shows, plus shows like we teased at Hands-On Macintosh with Micah Sargent that we don't put out in public yet because they're they're in the incubator, which is the club. Uh, we also have uh, incubating Paul Thorat's Hands-On Windows. We have the Untitled Linux Show, which will probably always be an incubation because Linux is still just a small fraction of the market. Uh, we have the fizz which is awesome every Wednesday. Dick D. Bartolo does that. Uh, you get all that, plus uh, lots of events. Uh, thanks to our uh, community manager, Ant Pruitt, who puts these together. Samable Sam, it'll be on March 2nd for an AMA. Stacy's Book Club is coming up. An inside Twit chat with one of our best editors, the guy who does those Twit promos every week, Victor Bognat. All of that, seven bucks a month, one dollar less than a blue check on Twitter. And if you want to use phone SMS for authentication in the Discord, you go right ahead and do it. We will not charge you for that. That's part of the deal. Twit.tv slash club twit. It makes a big difference to our bottom line. Times are a little bit tough in the podcast business, probably will stay that way. My dream is to have the listeners support it. wouldn't take all of you, just 5%. That's all I ask. Uh, Then the other 95 could still get it for free and listen at their leisure. If you want to get this show after the fact, twit.tv is the website. There's a YouTube channel for all of the Twitch shows. Start at youtube.com slash twit. That'll have links to all of those. And of course, you can always subscribe in your favorite podcast player. That way you'll get it automatically as soon as it's uh, ready for the world. Thank you all for being here. And now, as always, it's time to let Owen J.J. Stone wrap up this incredible edition of This Week in Tech. Owen, take it away.
3: So, So a bunch of things. First of all... Get Hank's Essential Salt if you make steaks. It'll make (laughs) your steak. Like, if you suck at making a steak, put that on the steak. I swear to Jiminy Christmas, your steak will taste better. Just do that. Start with that, and then you'll branch out. Do you have a favorite favorite
0: Salt Hank flavor that you really like?
3: Oh, the truffle, <laughs> just the truffle, baby, That's the so truffle good. garlic. You know? yeah. I, I feel luxurious when I use it. I feel mm-hmm. luxurious. Good.
0: Yep, when I use it. But the that, new one is again, chimichurri. I want you to try that. You
3: know, maybe I'll send yeah. you some. I'll get happy to send you some. I, I, yeah, I'll try. i try next. But the the, the essential salt, though, like I said, it it just saves. Like if you suck, like I'm good, but it just made me better. Oh, if you're gonna you like suck, this new one on there, Nashville hot that. salt. You're gonna like that. Or Ooh, I, for
0: the I, holidays, pumpkin spice. Oh, it's sold out. Sold I'm out. I some right now. It's so good. So, thank you for the plug. So
3: secondly, yes. Secondly, there, there's so much AI stuff. There's too much ad stuff. But if you follow Ben and then you follow Dan, then you'll, uh, they'll, they'll filter out the trash for you. That's, that's what I'm doing. I sound smarter by following smart people. So just follow them and then you'll know what's worth looking into and caring about. That's the second thing. And the third thing, which is of their four, I am back to doing shows. I'm doing my Yay. tech shows. I, I'm doing raising a ninja it's uh raising a ninja and uh doc tales where i interview people are going to be on patreon because i don't want the world attacking my daughter but we're talking about serious issues like the snapchats and what kids are doing on the internet yep and it's one of the biggest things that people ask me about like what i do with my daughter and how i've trained her to use the internet so uh just just follow me somewhere sign for the newsletter you'll get it but i'm doing and we're doing movie reviews together we're having so much fun i'm doing stuff uh but more importantly than that Text me. Text me if you're bored. Text me if you're happy. Text me if you're sad. I know that sometimes we're out here in this technological world and a lot of people are lonely. And I've gotten that from the emails that I get from people and the text messages. Believe it or not, I haven't sent out a text message about my podcast or shows in over a month. But I talk to people randomly when they say go birds or someone told me they were on dialysis and they were lonely and they just wanted somebody to talk to. So I know that a lot of people out there listening just need somebody to check in on them. Text me. Tell me what's going on. I I will spend a good five, six minutes with you. I'm pre-retired. I got the time. And I know (laughs) that somebody out there needs it. Okay. I know that you do. I'm not like Ben. I'm not I'm not working too hard I made enough money and I'm trying to coast until the kid graduates high school so I'm pre-retired right now I don't like working working for suckers I don't know not you not not you listening but some people
2: uh, <laughs> this is the humble brag by the way I made enough money
3: the, 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 look, I just I just live cheap. I'm not you know, don't worry about me uh I didn't get a raise like that. so don't I'm not buying drinks so <laughs> and secondly right now I've said this so many times the apps are free Start a podcast with your daughter, sister, son, Good uncle, idea. cousin, aunt, yeah, grandmother, yeah. and record conversations.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: One of my best friends in life that I started doing these shows with uh, back in 2007, 2008, uh, passed away. His oh. oldest daughter was 15 at the time. Oh, His son was three at the time. His son is now 10, and He asked me for the podcast and the shows. And I think that he's old enough to listen to the crazy stuff that we talk about. And for him to cry and call me and say, it's so amazing to see my dad's mannerisms and how much fun he was because losing him at three years old, he doesn't have the context that his older sister has of how cool his dad was. And you might not think that you're important or you're valuable, but guess what? There's a lot of dumb people with a lot of dumb podcasts and you ain't got to share <laughs> with nobody. But well, pick up your phone, record something, save something, and have some fun in your family units so that could go forward. i tell you what, my daughter's going to be telling the tales of my luxurious lifestyle in the decades to come to my grandchildren, whether I'm here or not. And I think you should do it. Too. And if you go to my website and buy a t-shirt, you'll know why I say another twit this is in the can. the <laughs> Doing the, twit. Doing the twit. All right. Doing
0: the twit, baby.
3: Doing the twit. All right. Doing the twit. I made that dub video and they sent me like three years' worth of soap, but I thought, does this soap go bad? Like does dub soap go bad? Like can nope. I keep washing? Nope, this? you keep like, using that. Nope. How long can I?
0: Actually, some soaps, a couple of years later, and it disappears. It's like it's going into the air. But I think Dove is pretty much tied to the ground.
3: What? Well, I still got one left. It's like 13 years old. I still got one classic bottle left. It's in my closet. i never you, use it You
0: did that unbidden, right? You did a video uh, with Dove. Oh, uh, yeah. Un- it's that- when
3: everybody was doing it, when... Yeah, when everybody was doing the Old Spice thing, I'm like, I'm a sensitive man. I use Dove. <laughs> but man, I'm not an Old and Spice as I remember guy, but, you know, as I remember, you were uh, you were showing some skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to look that up. Don't worry about that. We got just children present now. It's, it's like the oh, God. oh, you found it. Look at look. They see what's going on. What, <laughs> what are you doing? Who's uh, that who guy? Wants to use old when, spice. Is, who are we? Who wants are we? Like I'm Sailor. in a pink <laughs> bathroom. Excuse me, sailors. No one. I don't know one single lady. Trust you, me. I know ladies. Look at yourself. Now look at me. Now look at yourself. Now stay on me. You got a six pack. I got a keg. You drink alone. I bring the party. You're in a white towel. I'm in a black towel. What does that mean? It means I'm more of a man than you. Look at these arms. They're covered in tattoos. I have 11. You have none. More of a man than you. I can check off a thousand things on the list. Why am I in a pink bathroom? Because ladies love pink and I love the ladies. Why is there a I the on my wall? Because I'm babies. <laughs> ladies, beautiful babies. Free installation. Beautiful ladies. babies. Free installation. <laughs> no. Free, free installation. You want to talk to Kevin Rose. Uh, watch yourself. So Zero for this,
0: one. you got uh how many dove bars?
3: Uh a <laughs> lot. <laughs> it was a lot. a lot. Not the chocolate. I bathe free bars. for, for yeah. years. Oh my god. Bave, yeah. yeah, and bathe for, for free. I bathe for free.
0: Oh, and Mr. Ant is not happy. Mr. Ant says hey, look, you needed some look, more push-ups,
3: dude. Hey, look, look. What I'm saying is, like, I still get ladies looking like that. Okay, my personality works for me. Like, if I look like Ant, I have a whole problem. There'd be married couples divorced, and the whole nation GDP would be it's down. good. Ant's Don't worry good about that. Ant. And I'm out here. I'm out here giant. trying to do the best I can with what I got. <laughs> I love that. that was a good look from Ant.
0: <laughs> All right, let's do. On that note, let's do a show.